Welcome to Awkward and Black Guys. We are back with another one. You know, I didn't know my Bose speakers did this. Either. So now that I got the Bose speakers in, when you press record, the lady in the Bose speakers, I call her Elaine, she's like, Zoom meeting is being recorded just to let oh, you that know. Oh, like, that okay, just happened with mine. Okay, Siri Ellen. just said to me, and Siri just told me that it's doing the same thing. Yeah. You ain't shit. You know, oh, wow, you thought you were special. Oh, you thought you were the only one. I you did, thought you were I did, special. I did. I did. I, did. I, I have the Bose lady, though. I don't know. Okay. Have Her name is Elaine? Like from Seinfeld? That's, yeah. Elaine, the Bose okay. lady, man. My girl is Siri, oh, yeah, and I have her speaking with an Australian accent. <laughs> I think I think I gotta change the voice of my stuff. Can you? I have I have an Apple too. So can you like a phone? So can you change the Siri voice on your Apple phone? Can you do? Yeah, that? that's why I have my mine needs to be British. Now I have sister to Australian. Yeah, now I have sister to Australian. What, what, what voices do they have? What what accents do they have? They have obviously they have like American English. They have yeah, uh, yeah. Irish. They have British. British they have Australian. Anything that is an English speak. Oh, they have South African. Okay, okay. So all the UK versions. Yeah, yeah obviously. But they don't. They don't have no nothing else. That's it. No, they How have a ton. You go into they have a ton. Yeah, you go into settings and you what? click on Siri, and then after you go to settings and click Siri. And then you go to Z Siri like voice and it gives you options, You but you need to be get to the internet. And what you can do is you can download other ones from the internet that are built into the phone. So like, you don't just have to have her sound normal. Like right now I, I've had her on a British, I've had her sounding like she's British for the past like four years. And I finally switched her to Australian cause I thought it would be cool. Oh, so I have Australian, British, Indian, Irish, and South African and male and yeah. female, but you yeah. can download more. So like How if you, you go, isn't there an option there that actually says like custom or like to like get another one or no? Uh, it says the accents and it has the gender, but if I go back out. Oh, okay, that's all that's available then know. right now. Because they all have to be English speaking, so I don't know how many accents they put out there. Well, they have to be English speaking. I wonder if I well, can the, get like. Well, I think like it's just because our phone is our phones are set to English unless we change it, right? Because remember, iPhone, you can select what language you want your phone in. So if your phone is set to English, yeah, the, the in accents. Camp. The accents Can would be obviously in English. To some sort of Caribbean language? No. Oh, no. Under English, they only have United States, United Kingdom, South Africa, Singapore. Yeah. Okay. New Zealand, Ireland, India, Canada. Oh, they have Canada. Um, Australia, Netherlands, and no, sorry, that's it. Just Australia. Netherlands. Yeah. So I was going to say that's it. But right now, the only available Siri voices are the ones that are listed. Okay, I might do the South African one. They have that deep, you know. Okay, it's good. you know what? Let's get. Are you gonna make it a girl or a boy? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get stuck in this. I'm probably gonna make it a man now because I've had it as a woman for years. So let me see how. So you wanna have a man in your ear? Telling me to. You know what? If this is where we're going with it, then we, we can <laughs> go joking. here with it. But I'm yeah, joking. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a man in my ear. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. All right. All I right, mind, babe. Man. I wouldn't mind. I'm a, I'm a confident man. I know you are. I was just teasing. I feel like I feel like I'm okay having the man in my ear. I feel like it's okay. The funny thing, you know, I don't like the way it's gonna sound weird. I don't like the way the man's voices sound with the accents. Is that weird? I personally I've never really heard it. Don't, to be I honest, I only I've know the original like Siri lady. I've tried them. I, I that's why I don't like it. I've never heard. It. I've only heard the original Siri lady, and that's 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 all I know. I don't know anything else. Oh, okay, that's fine. I don't know now you have else. Elaine. I gotta, I gotta go through it now. Yeah, but that's just bowls, man. But Elaine is nice, though. She has the same British type of accent, same shit. Okay.
Oh, let's start this episode. So, what are we going to start this off? Oh, I don't know we're going to start this off. So, I was telling you this this week. I was, was it this week? I think it was no. last week. It's been it three was weeks. Like la- it's been, we didn't yeah, film it's been, it's last week because of Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. So, we're catching up. Weeks, but, but, yeah, I remember... Um, what was it? Yes, yeah, so I was watching this this article on Instagram. Someone had this article. Not article. She did a video on Instagram. One of those. I don't mm-hmm. know what they're called because I'm so new to Instagram still. But the long ten was it videos, a, or whatever. Oh, so it's an IGTV. IGTV. There you go. There you go. So, uh, so she's so she was in the video and she made made some good points. It was um it was a black woman and she was talking about um. And we've heard this argument before. We're watching that video from the Grapevine, the British video from the British version of Grapevine or whatever back in the day. And the British woman on Grapevine were talking about how um, how when it comes to Instagram couples, how the, in- the interracial British Instagram couples do very well when when it's a black woman and a white guy like there's a market mm-hmm. for that now and she was and mind you this, this is a bunch of british people on this podcast environment called grapevine black british people talking about this so they were basically saying about how they're doing very well because black women in america and i'm assuming they probably meant canada as well but they just said america have an obsession with interracial couples when the black when it's a british black woman and a and a white British guy, basically. That's the obsession because like mm-hmm. it's different for them. It's interesting for them. So a lot of these British YouTubers or British couples have realized that, and they've taken to YouTube to try to make money because they're all raking it in because they can get like thousands of followers overnight because the obsession is here, basically, for them, right? Um, so I've heard this before, but she took it a step further. It was very interesting what she said. I'm not sure if I sent it to you or not, but she was um, she was basically saying about how how when it comes to the influencer space, how the interracial influencer couples, when it's again a black woman, white guy, have become so popular in the space because of the obsession. And she agrees. She just, she said most of their views come from Canada and and America. My boy DM is gonna love this whole concept because it feeds into this other ideology that he has. But yeah, so most of them come from here, right? Yeah. But I think um, what she was saying more specifically is that um, when she's using Instagram as a thing, and she said, when you go on Instagram and when you look at black female influencers or just black females kind of in general, but black female influencers that um, once they start, I guess, dating uh, a white male, they Mm -hmm. will post more pictures of luxury. And she was comparing it to like, I think she was just talking about black women on Instagram in general. So she was comparing it to black women who are dating black men and how they just post pictures of like their kids, the walks, the parks, their, you know what I mean? Their family, mm-hmm. their lo- the black love posts you see. And then she was talking about how these same women that she's mentioning or mm-hmm. other women, whenever they date white men, they post pictures of luxury. And she was basically creating an, an, an idea here. I, I get what she was going with it. And she was basically saying about how because they're doing this, they're normalizing the idea that a lot of black women have in their mind that if you date a white man, there's going to be luxury attached to it. Because every time black women go on Instagram and they see pictures of interracial couples, 
it seems like the black woman will always post pictures of luxury with the white man instead of just being with the white man. It's a little bit of both what she's saying, right? So okay. there's becoming this idea of like, if you date the white man and there's luxury, that's what she was trying to say. But what what are your thoughts on that? Because you see more of this than me. Just 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 a quick quick question. When you're sorry, when you're discussing luxury, do you mean like luxury in the sense of like designer things or like going on vacation? Is that what you mean by luxury? I, th- I just want to make I sure think, I understand. I think she, yeah, I think I think she means she means like um, she was using an example of the black Canadian girl that that you follow who has that's who she was with the agency. Actually. Okay. Um, Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, so she was okay. using an example about how, like, they will now start posting, like, pictures of their house or decorations in their house that look a certain way. They've lived in the same house. Or they will now mm-hmm. post pictures of, like, vacation or Gucci yeah. bags or Louis Okay, bags. okay. And I think, just to add, just to make the point solid, so what she was saying is that she believes that this started because... She believes that black women as a whole feel like when they interracial date, they have to justify it, right? And I guess because people see white people as money or white men as money, that black women, when they have interracial dated, they've justified why they interracial dated and they justify it saying, oh, well, he has money. Oh, well, he has this. Like, I, I guess like that might not be the reason, but she's saying that when they when they have to justify it to other black people, that's how they do it. I hope I'm not butchering okay. this, but that's what okay. she's basically saying, right? But because of that, that's led to when you go on Instagram now and you see interracial couples, specifically black women with white men, you constantly see black women decked out in some sort of luxury or presenting luxury, even if they're the ones buying it, or even if it's not actually real, right? It's not a real mm-hmm. thing. It's just, uh, obviously Instagram's your highlights, but versus these same black women or other black women who are dating black men, yeah. they don't go out of their way to post the luxury, even if it's there. You see what I'm trying to say? And like, and then she was saying, in turn, it's creating a culture now where the younger black female generation believes that by dating a white man, you will have luxury. That was kind of where I should have led to in the beginning. That was the synopsis of what she said. Okay. So I would say that when I go on Instagram, um, let me see. When I go on Instagram, what I predominantly see is obviously influencers, content creators, whatever they like to be called. And I do follow quite a few black content creators because obviously I'm black and I like seeing them. (laughs) Um, The Mm -hmm. ones that I know that are in relationships, to be honest, I actually never see their men online. Um, some of the ones that I see that are, that are, I actually never see them ever. But the one thing that I do know is that I know that their man is black because they'll like post a picture of his hand, but they won't actually post any of him online for whatever reason. So that's the first thing I will say. Uh, the second thing I'll say is that sometimes I do see black women in luxury, even if they have a man who is black, but they, sometimes they'll solely be in the picture by themselves. So it won't be like a couple's shot. Um, when it comes to the people who are interracial dating, I do see, like, here's the thing. I think, who is it that I follow that is dating? I follow Patricia Bright, but she doesn't post, she doesn't post many pictures with her husband, Mike. He's white. And the reason that they don't post is because they actually stopped posting together almost because it started to become too much. So they had like, like a, like a negative impact on their actual relationship of them posting too much content together. But I'm trying. But from what you're saying, yes, I would say that because there are some influencers that I don't actually follow. I'll see them on like my Discover page, and I will see that if they, if the woman happens to be black, 
nine times out of 10, she's actually American. <laughs> um, uh, that's listed and they know that they're American and they'll have like a white boyfriend, but I'll see them posting pictures of them like on a yacht on vacation um, in front of like a beautiful like home and or at by the pool. So I would say, I would say that I do see that. It's not necessarily the people that I follow, but I have seen it and I've, I've, I've noticed it because I'm like, oh, that's really different in the comparison to the influencers that I know that can afford certain luxury products. They don't actually take pictures with their men their men are like private. So it's almost like they may be online and that may be like their thing, but their relationship, unless their man is also online or is an influencer himself, that's kept really, really separate. What I do agree with is that the image that is being portrayed and put out there, I do agree with that because you see it more and more because unfortunately now young black women are starting to see like, oh, well, if I date somebody who's white, he will have something that I don't have that I can then either attain and like show people, look, oh, look, 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 I'm dating this person. This is what I have. I'm not saying it's every single one of them, but I think that it's like, a. I think it's quite a majority of it, quite a majority of black women who are going to be like, yeah, if I date this person, I'll be able to get it. Obviously, I would say that you can, I, I don't want it to be like that because I want people to actually date if they like each other, not because of what, what the other person can give them. But yeah, so I would agree with that. I think that it oh. is true. I see what you mean. I see. I get the connection because it's like if you're a black girl and you have a white boyfriend, it makes more sense to post them because there is an obsession around interracial relationships on Instagram. So why yes. not post it? I'll get more followers versus if you're a black girl and you have a black boyfriend. It's not that you're ashamed of him or whatever, but posting him is not going to generate any more income or not. So it's kind of just like to be honest with you, point, when right? you because if you're going expected, to it's expected at that. Point. Yes, exactly. Uh, and the funny thing is, it's actually no that your boyfriend's black. Yeah, there's actually there's actually a hashtag for interracial couples on Instagram for them to be a part yeah. of that community. And then I guess the only I guess, like saying, I guess you... I was just gonna say that the only hashtag that's for couples that are both black is this black love, but those are normally like used for like dances yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but I I'm guess saying. as you were also saying, like when it comes to Instagram in general, like when you see black women in interracial relationships, specifically with white men. Mm -hmm. Most of their Instagram is tailored to post about luxury, whether it's bags, jewels, whatever the case is. Yeah, definitely. But when you see, but when you see black men in relationships, specifically with black men or other interracial men that are not white, their posts are mainly about the relationship. Because I have seen that too, and I've known that that's the one thing that caught me. Because I'm like, I've actually seen that shit. So it does gear to a point, mind you. I think I think both things are true. I think it may have started because black females may have felt like they had to justify why they were dating a white guy, and they used money as justification. And now I I can strongly see that there is an appeal of this younger generation, who's, you know, their whole desire is financial resource. So I, I get that as well. So I definitely see that as a product of yeah. Instagram too. But yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I've seen it. I've seen it to a certain extent. Like I've seen girls that I personally know who will date different type of guys. But it's like when they got to the white guy, it's like luxury. And I'm just like, you didn't do and he wasn't even like he was just a construction guy. But it was just like like it was like she would go out of her way to post it. Like we know someone like that. Uh, yeah. that we used to work with actually who does yeah. that, right? So it's like, yeah, I, I can definitely see the connection. It's sad that it's like that, but you don't find you in, don't find that behavior but you don't feel that behavior to be toxic? Yeah, the behavior is toxic because yeah, because toxic. you're mind you, this has always been around. Like since no, I've I'm not been, saying that it's not. But having say, the type of no, platform no, no, no. that is Instagram that is a highlight mm -hmm. reel, when you actually think about it, if the only reason that you're going to be dating somebody for that people. purpose, you can influence people. But that's actually also very toxic behavior because it's just a snapshot. 
Like I personally think that to date yeah. somebody just for that gain, I think that that's a level of toxicity. And I've always, I've always said this, I've said this before, the influencing world, if you can't, <laughs> I always say that some people look at the influencing world, like, you know, those poor horses that have blinders on. So they can't see anything. So nothing distracts them. So they just like look straight forward. Yeah. I always say that the influencing world is like that for a lot of people where all they see is what's right in front of them. But if you were to take the blinders off, you would see everything else that's actually surrounding it that lets you know that what you're looking at is only a very, very small portion of what is really going on. Well, yeah. And just, just a second that I would agree that this has become a thing. I think, I think our generation, when social media came about, like Facebook came about when we were entering college. So it's by the time Instagram came most of us were in our mid twenties. I was in like my last. Yeah, but Instagram at that point was only a thing. picture platform but, only, and it was for people posting no, I, pictures I agree, of like their makeup looks with just like their one eye. But <laughs> no, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. But what I'm saying is like I think this younger generation, I yeah. think this younger generation, I think they are heavily influenced by it. Because I uh -huh. remember there was a point in time, maybe in my second year of college, when Instagram went from being the platform about like nostalgia groups and groups about class assignments, groups of college kids versus it being to like all the pictures from like the club went up. Right. And yeah. that was, if you remember, that was when our whole generation went from like going to the club in like jeans and a blouse to getting dressed jeans up and a little button up to like people were getting dressed to the club yeah. now. Like, and then they had like the walk-ins with the, with the wallpaper. And like, that was when that whole thing started for us. And people felt like the, the people, people felt like they couldn't wear the same outfit twice. Cause it would be in a picture from another club and you might get tagged. Like I remember that. And what I'm saying is like, I remember when I was in, okay. I remember when I was in, I was in university at this time. And at this time I must've been maybe like 24, maybe 23, maybe 24. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was chilling with my homegirl and my homegirl was two years younger than me and she had her friend and I'll never forget this. And they were in the car and she was saying that like, they was talking about some guy that likes them, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, mm -hmm. I can't talk to him. I can only talk to guys that have over like, I don't know. I think it was, I think it was 5,000 Instagram I remember, followers. I remember you told like me that. this and I was like, wait, what? And that was the first time I heard that, right? But remember, I'm not in their generation. Two years, yeah. yes, but there's a cut there, right? When, 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 when social media came about, they were in high school. So social media affected the social hierarchy of high school for them. When social media came about, I was in college. Like, we just yeah. used it for, like, it study groups. It was, it was, it was, different, different, it was a different way that we used social media. Exactly. And I remember them, I remember them talking about how, like, a guy has to have this many followers, and I just thought it was stupid, but I'm pretty sure there's people who think like that, right? And I'm pretty sure now if you go to the high school base or even the college base, like I would say below the age of like 23 and below, I'm pretty mm. sure there's people that date people just because they look good on Instagram and I can look good because I'm dating you and we can kind of build off each other. I'm pretty sure that happens. Man. Yeah, of course. I'm pretty sure that happens. Of course. Like, inst like actual Instagram couples. Yeah, no, like, like I, yeah. Same way how like celebrities used to do back in the early 2000s. They would fake date each other to make their careers go higher and then fake yep. break up. Like, yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure it happens. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be. I think one thing, okay, so I've always said this. The one thing that I hate most about, I guess, influencing is just, see, is this seeing some of the stats come out for like, pay gaps like it's it's amazing to witness and see like black influencers who are very creative like very creative 
either get paid nothing and just offered free product while their white counterpart who has less followers than them and less engagement receives actual like payment for it. So the reason why, so this is like an ongoing thing. And so this was an article from Business Insider where they were saying that marketers reportedly are underpaying black inf influencers compared to white, white people with less followers. So looking at this, they were pretty much saying that there was an example of this girl who's 22 years old. Her name is Sydney McRae. She's black and she has more than 1 million followers on TikTok. So, and most of them took interest in her because of a viral video that she did to a song, Captain Hook by Megan Thee Stallion. I actually don't know the song, not gonna lie. I don't know the song, but this led to her getting a $700 deal with Universal Music Group to promote another rapper's like song. But then there's this white influencer. Her name is Addison Ray. Addison Ray was paid thousands of dollars by the same rapper's team to emulate it. So get the get get that get that through. She got by the rapper's the, team. Yeah. So the black influencer got paid seven hundred dollars to promote this the same rapper song with a dance. But then they turned around and paid the white influencer Addison Ray thousands to do to emulate what she had already done. Yeah, and then, it. so the funny thing is. The girl who is the 22-year-old who did the dance, a black influencer, she has far more followers at this point than Addison Ray. Um, like Ursuling has more followers than McRae. Like she has, like, I think it's like totaling 78 million. But the problem is, is that they pretty much had this black influencer who created a viral dance. They wanted her to do promotion, but then they turned around and said, Hey Addison, we want you to do exactly what she did. We want you to copy her. We're gonna pay you thousands of dollars to do it so that we can use this also. It's like yeah, yeah, um yeah, I'm not shocked. I don't know if you ever saw the video it's, it's, it's of new, the Jimmy it's Fallon. New edition and new kids on the block. Right. But my, do, do, I don't know if you saw the video that was posted with Jimmy Fallon and he had like this white girl on there who was doing t t famous TikTok dances. Mm -hmm. It went viral because that's Addison Ray. But all the TikTok dances that she was getting credit for were all created by black TikTokers. Every single one of them. Jimmy Fallon then I, had to I turn around. It, but I've heard about it. Remember, and then he had to turn around and get a video link of all the black creators who had created the dances that Addison Rae emulated on TV. Like, like some, like you will have an, like you will have a white influencer who will be like, okay, who will get paid? Let's say they get paid five thousand dollars. They'll get paid five thousand dollars, and they'll be told they have to create how many posts for Instagram, and they get paid five grand. They'll turn around and give an offer to a black influencer, and instead of paying them, they'll just offer them free product. But you're 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 gonna pay her five grand, but you're not gonna pay me. Or they'll yeah. say we don't have the budget to pay you, but we can do this. But then it's it's almost as if that these companies don't realize that some of these black influencers actually know these white influencers and they do talk because sometimes they'll say, "Hey, I got paid this. What do you mean they didn't have a budget? They didn't tell me there was no budget, and I got pay I got paid ten grand. What do you mean?" Mm. And it's so funny because so many things that black influencers from Instagram to TikTok or whatever it is have created are always emulated by white people because once it becomes trendy you know they're gonna do it right? i don't know if they're emulated by white people or just emulated by everybody I no they're emulated by everybody but it's about but it's about the paying though because the people who get who the people who copy yeah. it are the ones who get paid while the people who create it get absolutely nothing they don't even get recognition you, half the you time you want to know what it is you, you want to know what it is 
and this is just mind you, I've just you just told me this now, right? But just yeah, analyzing yeah. it, it's it's um it's 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 um it's demographic business. So let me let me explain. So the black influencers are the ones black people have always created culture and taste, especially in America, right? So mm-hmm. speaking about America. So the black influencers are the ones creating the dances, putting it up, creating culture and taste. People like the dance, it gets blown up. So this is basically what's happening. I'm a black influencer. Mm-hmm. I've created a dance to a to a to a song. Like everybody else. I'm pretty sure the moment a song comes out, everybody will dance hoping to get on, right? Yeah. So I create a dance to the song, right? It's one of many dances, but people really like my dance. And now people on Instagram start doing my dance. So you have other black people doing my dance. You have Asian people doing my dance, Latino people doing my dance, white people doing my dance. Cause it's not just white people that are doing it. Everybody does it. So I'm like the moment a dance gets popular, all the black kids do the dance, all the white kids yeah. do the dance. Everyone does the dance in that age group, right? So now everyone's doing the dance, right? So now the dance is all over social media and these these companies are able to see, yo, this dance is really cool. And then they realize, hey, I have an image of this white girl doing it. I have an image of this black kid doing it. I have an image of this Indian kid doing it, whatever the case is, right? Now, what happens is demographic marketing. So, and what happens is, is that these old heads at these companies, they still act like it's the 1990s and a black face on anything is not going to sell outside of America. People still think that, right? I it know. was Kevin Hart talked about this five years ago, how when he puts out movies, he purposely does world tours for them because everybody thinks that a black face or a non-white face with the exception of maybe The Rock or Will Smith or a Denzel that's a household name won't sell outside of America, which yeah. is why when Black Panther sold so much, it was like, look, a whole, a whole bunch of black people in a movie. And yes, of course, it's going to sell in Africa and, and, and in the Caribbean, but it's sold in Europe. It's sold in India. I think the biggest seller was China, that movie. So like, it's showing you that black faces can sell. But a lot of these companies still have the same old white men who believe the same values. Like we're talking about this when it came to movies, right? Yeah. So when you look at it, if I'm the guy at the company and I've been here for years and I've made millions of dollars and I've been successful, and what I know is, okay, this dance is popular. Doing it to this Migo song is the popular thing. You know what? We want we want to get one of these kids doing this dance to sell our products, or we want to sell our products on this kid's YouTube page or TikTok, whatever page does this freaking dance, right? Mm. Now, the thing is, go find the original kid. Oh, the original kid's black? Okay, the issue with this is my my old brain thinking, right? If I put a black kid, it's only going to sell to black people. Nobody who's non-black isn't going to see it because we still live in a racialized society where where when you put a black person on something, only black people watch, everybody else turns the channel. This, this is no longer true. Hasn't been true for the last 20 or 30 years, right? 20 years, I'd say. But it's no longer really true. But that's what they still think. So they're like, okay, let's find, let's find, let's find a white girl who has done this dance who has the highest views. So now they look for a white person who's done the dance with the highest views. Oh, it's this girl. Okay, let's get her to promote it. She has the most views out of any white person doing the dance. She's popular for other dances. She's going to do it for us. 
because a white girl will reach the Asian community, the brown community, the black community, or reach everybody, right? And sometimes, sometimes this logic holds true, right? It's still racist. It's still ignorant. The, the original creator of the of the move should get the promotion and should get the money, right? But that's the way that their old mindset works. That's what it is. And then, like, I think the feistiness of it, the feistiness of it is the fact of then you hire a black person or the black person at the company as well and you pay them in promotion and free product or a little bit of hundred dollars while you give the white person a thousand dollars like that's the facetiness of it but i'm just giving you the thinking behind it that's no i understand why why it already happens no but i already know why it happens i just don't i just don't i don't like it (laughs) i don't agree with it i think it's wrong and i think the worst part about it is the fact that sometimes sometimes Black influencers will have actually better engagement on majority of what they post, do so to any yep. of their counterparts, be that be that someone who is white or somebody that is Asian or Latino, whatever it is, they actually will have really high engagement. And for anyone who doesn't understand engagement, I mean, that's the person, not only does their post get liked, it gets shared, it gets saved, and then people emulate it like people come and say yo this is so much fun let's do that dance that we saw like that that's the whole point of engagement engagement is to take it from what you did and for for the trajectory to go this way so that everybody wants to do it and a lot of black influencers actually have created trends where they like and they're happy to see others do the trend like they're not saying i don't want you to do it they're happy to see it but it just must be so it must be such a slap in the face to have someone come to you who's a part of a company that has millions of dollars to be able to pay these influencers, but then they're going to turn around and say, yeah, we're just going to give you this free item. It's like, wait, what? And sometimes to add it, add insult to injury, they'll be like, not only do we want to just give you this for free, we still, we want you to create a post. That's a fo- photography post. We want three photographs. We want two reels and we want an IGT video, but we're only going to give you this free product, but yet they want to get six different types of media from you that will they that they then earn the right to use because you sign a contract if you sign it that they can just use your image so it's like you have to be very very smart about it like don't get me wrong it sounds great to get free product but free product and money are two different things you should be paid for the work that you create and you should not be told that you deserve less than or nothing at all yeah listen dave Chappelle talked about this in that monologue he did i wouldn't call it really like it was a little five minute monologue he did when he was talking about getting his show back Mm -hmm. and he said that he hates the monster for how it eats right that was his line i i hate the monster for how it eats and he was talking about hollywood the business in general right and it's just like this is how the monster eats right where it's like if you're a white male they're still gonna fuck you they're just not going to put it in as deep. If you're a little white male, speak to Corey Holcomb, they'll fuck you. If you're a female, they're going to fuck you. If you're gay, they're going to fuck you. If you're black, they're going to fuck you. And they'll fuck you worse if you're black. They'll fuck you worse if you're a little if you're a little kid. They'll fuck you worse if because whoever has the least amount of power, they'll fuck you yeah. worse, basically. Yeah. Right? So, um, and and I feel bad for these kids. And the sad thing about it is we're used to hearing these stories when it comes to grown people in the music industry or in the entertainment industry who got fucked over and abused by these companies. Like, there's stories that people are now talking about on Vlad TV because interviewing Vlad, Vlad interviews a lot of older people. And they yeah. talk about that when they first did this movie, they got 500 bucks. 
when they first did this thing that we know today that's around the world they got five thousand dollars when they first did this the person the the person gave them a room to stay in or the person fed them in chicken wings like you hear these stories from people right so it's just like it's it's still gonna happen because there's still people who want fame and fortune and money and yeah desperate to do what i have to do for them so it's still gonna happen but I just I feel bad because now we're dealing with children who are coming through the medium of YouTube who yeah, are and now Instagram, or TikTok, TikTok whatever it is, yeah. who are being who are being taken advantage of by these these companies, right? Um it's not going to stop. The only thing yeah. I can say is that if you are a black influencer or TikTok dancer or whatever it is and you're you're a kid especially and you're making content, I think that I know it's hard to say invest, especially if you may not have the money, but I think it's always good to have an adult in the room. And I think it's always good to have somebody in the room who has your best interests at heart, one. Agreed. And has knowledge of what's going on, too. Agreed. Agreed. Because that will help you, right? Because if someone's in the room and you're cutting these deals, other than random family members, then they'll be able to tell you like, you know what, uh, maybe you should be getting paid for doing all that instead exactly. of we're just going to give you a box of free, whatever it is. Right. So, and I think, mind you, that, that goes without saying too, but I think it's, it's easy to say than be done. Right. But yeah, these kids are going to get taken advantage of man. The same way women get taken advantage of it. It sucks because it's little kids. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's not just little kids. It's I, also, I, it's also I, adults. I don't know who if don't we know look at, I don't know if we look at YouTube as the media, but YouTube is the media. But I was going to say, it's not just children who are being taken advantage of. It's actually adults, too, because some of these influencers started making money only, like, seven years ago, and they're as old as I am. And they're still going into rooms, they're walking into rooms, and they're negotiating, and they're being told, oh, no, we don't have a budget for that. And it's like, but I know you have the budget for that, because the other influencer that I know that is not Black told me that she got paid. You know what I mean? No, so it's like, that's like yeah. that's that's actually the rudest part. Is like they tell you point blank, no, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't actually have the budget for that. You know, with like this and that, but we're gonna do this. It's like, no, I know you have the budget. Like I know you do. And I think too, the one thing that I that I appreciate is when I do hear this online, they're like, no, no, you know how much you should be getting paid for this work because however how many people are following you, basis off your engagement, this should be your rate. If they don't want to pay you that, then no, they're not going to get free work from you. And the funny thing is, is that the yeah. reason they want your work is because they know that the people who follow you will most likely buy it. They're like, this person has the followers that we want, but but we're not going to pay you. We just want it for free. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because yeah. I think it's so insulting. Like, I think if anyone ever said that to me, oh, like, you, want me to, you want me to create how much content for you that takes not only time and energy, then I then have to edit and do all these different things. And then you want me to just hand it over for nothing? Not and to mention you realize you they can, paid me. Exactly. It's like, not to mention, you get to then use my image. Like, you get to use that, and I can't but, do anything to okay, stop you. Okay, okay. Like, okay. That's but, just, but to give you an example, this is crazy. what they used to do. This is what they used to do with black artists in the 80s, no, the early 90s, and the 70s. Like, they would have them on the same label as their white label mates. The white label mates, they're using their money to buy houses and cars. They're set up. While a lot of these black entertainers... I think I think Motown did this too. They would they would just buy you a house. That was the thing. They would just buy you a that was this it. Because ridiculous. They knew they could take advantage of you, right? Yeah, I'm just saying that I think it's ridiculous. And I do like the fact that the conversation is becoming louder now, just because of the fact that I feel like 
you need to have some type of understanding, some form of like a background to understand what you should be getting paid. And just bottom line, you never do anything for free. If someone comes to you and is like, I want this, you look at them and say, okay, pay me that. Yeah. You want the work, you pay me for it. It shouldn't be, no, I want it for free. No, you can't have it. (laughs) At that point, it's just no. And and, I, and it's interesting just to see because a lot of um, some influencers who've actually said no, said said no have talked about the fact that they've lost a lot of money, like they've lost a lot of, I guess, deals because of that. But then what turns around is they end up signing like an amazing contract that lasts for six years and they have steady income for the next six years. So it's not really losing because if you're getting paid more over that course of time, it's great because to to give something up for free and to know that let's say you you do actually create the video for these people and you give it to them for free and then you find out that they got over $500,000 in sales. Where's your cut of that? Oh, wait, you didn't get any because you gave it away for free. So, yeah. that's just me. That's there's, just- there's, there's artists right now fighting for royalties off shit they're never going to get. Yeah. Hits. Hits that are making some lawyer putting his whole kids through school, everything. It's, just, it's insane. Literally. It's insane. I know. It's just insane to me because I'm just like, I, but I am happy the conversation is there's happening. There's executives I just think whose it's kids sad are going to school happening. because yeah, there's executives out here whose kids are going to school because of mystical, huh. mystical out here broke. But we can do. So I just, I just have a little thing. So, do, so you'll know who I'm talking about because this is, this is. So, do you remember? I told you about this girl that I follow online. And you said, yeah, a lot of girls follow her. She's very, very curvy. Her name is like Chantel or Chanel or something like that. You know who I'm talking about. Do you remember? The girl that I know. Well, I like you said, that I showed you a I picture know. of her. And then you were like, yeah, I know a lot of girls who follow her. She's like British. Oh, yeah. I think I know. Okay, that I know curvy girl. Yeah, okay. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because, okay, hold on. Okay. I, I unfollowed her. <laughs> this is the reason why. I I, I liked her pictures. Yeah. I thought that she she looked so cute all the time. I thought she looked great. I unfollowed her because okay. she then shared that she was super in to gender roles. And at first I was like, okay. wait, like, like how, how hard are you into gender roles, right? She says that she believes that that a woman should be cooking and cleaning and taking care of the house that way that she doesn't have to take the bin out at night and her man will do all the DIY and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, so, and she says that she grew up seeing that with like her parents. So she wants to, she actually says she wants to go back to gender roles where they are established of what a woman does and what a woman can't do and what a man can do. Notice how I didn't say what a man can't do since men are allowed to pretty much do anything at that point if that was to be reinstated. Is she, is she, and, what is she, is she black? Yeah. And I was surprised because, really? yeah. And I was Probably surprised because I was like, I don't really understand where she's coming from because she posted this stuff on her Instagram and it threw me for a loop because at first I was like, wait, what? You, you want to do, you want to what? Then she threw another thing at me. Now this is just, Okay. She posted that she has, like, she was, she posted about the fact that she has no issue with her man having female friends. Okay, fine. Whatever. The part where she lost me was, she said, 
it is okay for my man to have female friends. She's like, but you know, I've come home before with my man in bed with his female friend and they're watching a movie. What? And then she lost me there. I was like, wait, what? And she's like, oh, you know, she's like, if you're a jealous person, obviously. And I said, no, 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 this is not about jealousy. I was like, first off, first off, the bed that you share with your boyfriend, your husband, your man is not for any other woman to be laying in for you to walk into your home and see them laying in bed watching a movie. Are you joking? No. Why isn't your ass on the couch? No, that no, just no. I'm not okay with that. The next thing that I didn't understand is that she was actually trying to justify the reasoning by saying, oh, you know, if you're a jealous person, it has nothing to do with jealousy. It's about respect. Now my whole opinion has changed of what I once thought. I was like, it's about respect. I was like, no, I said that to me, that is not respectful. I am sorry. No, you, I don't care. Here's the thing. I don't care if there are female friends involved. It's just that, like, let's be honest. (laughs) I've had the experience where most female people want to sleep with my man if they're their friends. Or the female tries to like get in between the relationship by having all the attention focus on that person to be like, oh, but I need you. It's like, wait, so you're telling me that I don't need my man? Why do you need them so much more than me? And it becomes like a thing. I'm not saying that all women are like this. Not all women are like this. There are some, there are some people who actually successfully have male and female friendships. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. It's just that based off of my own personal experience, it's a no for me. I'm not letting you be alone with a woman and going to the movies with her and dinner without me being there. <laughs> And you want no. you want my opinion on this bullshit? Okay. No, I just, um, I'm just saying. I no, also... I, I, I'm just saying. I mm-hmm. have had a negative experience experiences with that. If you want to go to the movies, hi, I'm coming with you. You want to go to dinner? Hi, I'm coming with you. I'm not letting you go have a romantic dinner and and and, and movie night alone. And I'm also not letting you. I'm not also not coming into my home and finding you in my bed. With who I'm di- no, no. Also, gender roles. Okay, look. I'm not saying that like that. Pretty much, I'm not saying that like women. You know, sometimes I can't open a jar, but I will fight with that jar till I open it because I'm actually too proud to ask <laughs> for help. But the idea that she actually said that she wants to go back to the days of where gender roles were very like. A woman cooks, she cleans, she has children, she takes care of me, and a man fixes things. I don't know what else. Goes shocking. to work. That's, I I, I don't I don't no I don't want that because when I think of those times, I think of when oh wait women couldn't vote, oh wait women couldn't have a bank account, oh wait women couldn't do this, oh wait women didn't read the news or man did. Wait no oh no wait women couldn't have careers because all they could be was a nurse, a teacher, and a secretary. Oh, wait, women didn't actually have rights. Why would I want to go back to a day and age where pretty much everything is taken away from me that so many women before me fought for? Are you joking? She, I thought that she was crazy. I was like, no. And I actually had to unfollow her. And I thought that she was a pretty cool person. But once I started to see the things about the way that she, the way that she viewed it, I was just like, either you are m- misguided or the idea that you have of what you think a gender role is doesn't actually match what the actuality was of when it actually, when it existed, like in abundance is what I'm trying to say. It upset me quite greatly because I, I liked her little outfit pictures, but yeah, I unfollowed that girl. So okay. Um, okay. I just, I had to bring this up because this happened this morning and I was like, nah, I need to talk about this. So go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you're done? You I'm got done. it all out? I'm done. Okay. Okay. I'm done. Um. Okay. Um, shit, where do I start? Um, first of all, I'm Anywhere not shocked. Second of all, <laughs> I'm 
not shocked. Third, I'm not shocked. Fourth, I'm not shocked. Fifth, I'm not shocked. You're not allowed to say the same point five times. Six, tomorrow's Monday. And the day after that's Tuesday. All I'm not, not points. shocked. Why is this so shocking? I wasn't like, shocking. Next. I was upset. <laughs> I was upset. Next. I genuinely okay. was upset. And I do tell you this. Sometimes you got to take yourself out of the space. Yeah, that's why I unfollowed her. I took myself out of the space. Of bullshit. <laughs> that was me taking me out of the so, space. Okay, let's let me let me let me. So this is a British black woman, yes. probably of Caribbean descent or African descent. Okay, and so she has a job, right? She's a model, right? She's yeah, she's a model and full time, and she's an influencer. So she's a model and an influencer. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. And and she takes like bathing suit pictures for all types for of pictures, outfit pictures. She does ads. She does sponsorship. Okay. She does all of it. She does all of it. Okay. okay. She's cool. she's very I, I successful by the way. She's very successful she at it. Okay. And she's very successful. Very successful at it. She's not like she's right? very okay. successful in what she does. I would give her that. Okay. Okay. So so let's let's start there. Let's start there. Okay. Let's start there. So if we went back in time to when gender roles were prominent, and I say this to every woman, first of all. This whole generation of women, especially the ones that are 25 and below, they scream about this shit on Instagram every day. Especially I the know. ones that are black. They scream about shit all day about how, about how they want a man to take care of them and um, until they find a man who will finance their whole life, pay all their bills, take care of them, they, they refuse to settle down as if anybody's asking. And then, and then when they get to 30, it becomes men ain't shit and all men are trash because I couldn't find a man in the mm -hmm. 1% who was willing to take care of me and finance my whole lives, even though their mama worked at Walmart, bro. And it's just like, I just don't even understand the concept. Like, I'm trying to get where they get it from. But, like, I don't know. This is a new generational shit. But I will say this. Okay, so this woman makes thousands, if not millions of dollars um, off the fact that she is able to market herself. Yeah through these pictures, through these outfits that she presents through companies who have invested into her, and she is able to promote this on her personal Instagram page or whatever other social media pages where she receives all these profits. So yeah. if we went back to a time, and I'm sure you know I'm going with this by now. I do. If we went back to a time when gender roles was a thing or whatever the case she wants to go back to, because all these women preach about this. Sometimes they use the Bible as if, like, the man is supposed to take care of the woman. It says that in the Bible, but whatever. So if we went back to this time, this bitch wouldn't have a job. And if she was a model, the money would all be going to her manager and she'd be paid in diet pills and cocaine. If or we go into back her husband's to bank time, account because women at one point couldn't have one. I was about one. to say, if we go back at a time where we're going to her husband's bank account. So she wouldn't be able to do anything without the husband. He'd have to sign off on all the photo shoots and she would kind of just be a toy of the company. So she wouldn't be as rich and successful as she is now to even open her mouth to say such fuckery and such strippiness, right? But she is, right? Um, if we went back to that time her married husband could rape her whenever she says, no, I don't want to throw the pussy tonight, right? If we went back to that time, the husband would have to read to her the newspaper, depending on how far we're going back here. The husband, she couldn't vote. She couldn't have her own bank account. We already went over that. She couldn't have no say. She would literally just be there for sex and cooking, which it seems that's what she wants to do, right? Now, her, when she brought up the example of the garbage bin, okay, I was talking about this in another group to my brother-in-law. It's like, yes, there is certain things in a relationship that like the man in the relationship should just do 
So I would take out the garbage. I, I would shovel the driveway. Um, I've done that before. I'm terrible at be, it. <laughs> if something needed to be fixed with the car that I didn't have to take it to a mechanic, I would do that. Even if it was putting in windscreen washer or coolant or something. No, or I know how to do oil, that. Right? I, I actually know that. how to do that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying you couldn't do it or you or you wouldn't do it. I'm just saying I would adversely try to do these things before you did them right mind you i'm not the guy that's gonna be like you can't pump your gas so i gotta pump your gas no i ain't doing that shit bro and but if it's cold outside and you're you happen to be driving i would go pump the gas but if it's a hot day outside and you happen to be driving and you wanted to pump your gas, I'm not going to stop you. And mind you, if I offered to do any of these things and you said, no, I want to do it, I would say, have at it, bro. Have at it. Because yeah, so you're not going to try and force me. Like, you're not going to try and force me to be like, no, I have I, to do it because I'm a man. I get it. My brain doesn't work like that. I would jump to do it first. But if you said I wanted to do it, I would say, all right. Yeah. I don't think you'd want to take the garbage to the curb, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Right. So. I'm not like. Well, I take the garbage out now, and I encounter very fat raccoons who look like they want to fight me. Like I'm, like I'm capable. (laughs) Now, 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 do I, do I, do I think that there are things generally that a man would take over just because the thing has a lot of physicality in it, and men are physically stronger than women? You can debate me if you want to on this. It's fine. I'm not even going to debate you on it. But I'm not going to yes, debate you. Men have testosterone, which actually helps to increase their ability do those to do things. things. Sure. But does that mean women can't do it? No. Does that mean women can't be better than a man at doing it? Of course not. Right. But let's go back to the fuckery, right? So this yeah. girl saying about how she wants to go back to them days. She and all the other women can go back to them days. She wouldn't have a career. Like I just, it doesn't make any sense. It's like it's like I'll I'll meet girls who just came out of university. Yeah. Who who you know forget university. I've met women who are in their thirties who have an executive level who who are in executive position at a job, who are making six figures, who have two degrees. Who will then turn around and say that like they want to go back to this time? And I'm like, okay, take away your two degrees, take away your executive job, take away this, this, this. It makes no sense. But what they really want is, and there's, there's a woman that I spoke to who had a name for this. I forget what she called it. A P. No, she said most women go to school for the MRS. It's still a thing, right? And it's the fact of like most women go to school, not all, most go to school to get into a job, to get into a field, to start making money, to seem more desirable. Mind you, when they're younger, they may actually physically, they may actually mentally want to be these ambitious women. But right around the time when that world kicks in at around 30, and they're like, yeah, this ambitious shit ain't up to what I thought it was. I, this powerful shit is harder than I thought it was. Then you start getting it around 30, where you start seeing every woman like, yo, if I could find a guy that made six figures or 200 300 400 500k me and my boy spoke to a woman about this the same executive woman who had all these accolades who was saying if i met someone that made 300k i wouldn't work now i'm not mad at her um i hate working too right but as a man i don't have the option of leaning on a woman women ain't picking up um men that don't make more than them so as a man a a house husband is kind of out the way I feel like the relationship would diminish the moment I became a house husband. I feel like me having no money and just presenting dick and face would be cool for a little while. But I feel like a logical woman would be like, no, 
because men are just not seen that way. I don't have the option of doing these things, right? But, yo, um, there's a lot of women that feel like this. There's a lot of women. It's like Kanye had that line where he said, you want your independent shit, but we'll give it all up for a husband and some kids. And when I heard that, I was like, in my first year of college, I think that was graduation, he had that on. But it's a factual line. It's like there's a lot of women who will give all that shit up to just sit at home. They don't want to work. They don't, don't want to be bothered. They don't want to be taken care of, right? I think a lot of the women don't actually realize that when they say that they would like to be back into gender roles, I don't believe that they actually know what that entails. I'm not saying that they're stupid. I just don't think that they're really thinking well, about in the full capacity of understanding that to reinstate like these strict gender roles of you wanting to be taken care of takes away so many things. Like it literally but strips that, you of everything. What it is. Like, it, but no, what I'm saying is I don't think that they, when they say it, I think they're saying, yeah, I believe in gender roles, but I don't think that they're thinking about the fact of like what those gender roles entail because some of them are saying, no, I want to be taken care of. I don't want to work. Well, well, Brittany, I just want to be able thing. to do this, this is, and I'm like, no, but this... do you understand? But I don't think that they, I don't think that they truly understand what that is because remember, there is a romanticized version of what gender roles are, and then there is the reality of what it actually is, and no one wants to focus on the reality. They want to focus on the part where it's romantic. Well, it's it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing where like where like where like you you look at your grandparents or you look at your aunt and uncle in your family, and you're right. like, oh my god, they've been married for fifty something years. They're so great. But you do know that, like, your grandparents were married for 50, 60 years, but some of your uncles are not from your grandfather or some of your aunties are not from your grandmother. But you just negate the whole fact because all you see is my grandparents have been made married for 50 years. Yeah. You're just negating all the fuckery that's right there in your face. Like, you know your uncle ain't related and this is two different families mixed in. And But you're, you're negating it, right? And I think that's what happens. And it goes back to what I always say, right? Women hate male patriarchy, but love all of the aspects that benefit them. They hate male patriarchy when it comes to, I, I want equal pay. I want to be able to vote. I want all these things, right? But then when it comes to, you know what? I would like to pick and choose. Basically, I want to be able to have the option of working mm -hmm. and the option of staying home. Mm -hmm. I want to have the option of going to school and being educated and the option of not. I want the option of being able to be respected in a workplace and be, be, be an executive, be a manager, or even open up my own business. I want the option of being respected as a creative, and as a business-minded individual in the workplace. I want all of these privileges, which they should have, by the way. But then you turn around and it's like, but I also want my man to make more than me. I want him to take care of me. I want to be able to leave when I want to and him pay the bills. And it's like, it just, it, it all gets jumbled up. It doesn't make sense. Bro. I know. I just, I just, I just, when I saw it this morning, I just want to patriarchy or you don't want it. You, you, you gotta either want the patriarchy yeah. or you don't, you gotta make a choice down the line. Right. But it's just, and I think that's the issue. Right. And that's why you have the Kevin Samuels and these type of niggas that are shutting these girls down every day because they're just speaking logic to power. Right. But that's, that's the bullshit. That's well the bullshit. then, well, that I just brought up because I just wanted to talk about it. But then there's also um, Willow Smith and the fact that she is living a polyamorous life. I felt like I was going to say that wrong for a second. For okay, I'm just going to give a quick, quick little thing. No. <laughs> if this is, if no. this is, I'm not living polyamorously. No. If. Oh, you're saying for yourself. Okay. I was saying no. For myself, no. 
if you want to do that and that is what you believe in and you're comfortable, fine. Me? No. I'm not even going to lie. I know I couldn't do it because I would be absurdly jealous. <laughs> I know I would be. And I, I would, I'd be like uncomfortable. Um, I would be jealous and I would be uncomfortable. And I would probably end up lashing out. And I know me. So like, and you and know me. So I know that like, when it, when it becomes between you and I, like the, it's our relationship. No one else is involved but the two of us. I couldn't imagine sharing. No, I can't even say it. <laughs> it actually makes me uncomfortable. I can't even say it. Here's, here's, here's my thoughts on it. I'll start with I'll start with where you started at. So it's not for me, right? I don't know if I could do this because I understand the method or the methodology behind it is that people come together so they can share resources, especially now that we're living in an area where an era where if you live anywhere close to a metropolitan area or in a metropolitan area, one job is often not enough for each person to successfully raise a family of one to two kids and own property. It's just no longer there. It's no longer like, and successfully be able to help the child in terms of, it's just, it's not there. It's just not there. So as a way to combat that, I think a lot of, a lot of people within this generation have started talking about polyamorous relationships, which is the idea of a man and many wives or a woman and many husbands, right? The reason why I don't think I could do it is because first of all, if I'm the man, that means I have, well, not necessarily because everybody, everybody is working. So let's stick that. So if I'm the man, right, I don't necessarily have to take care of all these women because the objective is I'm working, but all the other six women are working as well. So we're all bringing in the same money. Ideologically, I get why it sounds profitable because let's, let's just say, for instance, we're all making the minimum in Toronto. So I'm making 40K and six other women are making, or five other women are making 40K, right? So now we got 40K times six. My math is going to be trash right now. No, it's not. We got 24, right? So if we add that together, that's going to be $240,000 um, a year. That's off of just five of us in here. Six mm -hmm. of us in there, sorry. That's two, we're at six figures, $240,000 a year, right? Between all of us. Let's just say each of us have one or two kids each. We can well afford to take care of the kids, take care of the grocery, take care of life. We can well afford to go on vacation, do these great things, right? I think that part of it makes perfect sense to me. I think the issue where, where I couldn't do it is because of the emotions in life, bro. Like, first of all, I know a lot of men are looking at it like, oh, that'd be great. Like, bear down in there. No, 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 no. First of all, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want I So what? I have you one night. I go to the next room the next night, the next room the next night. Like, if you don't think these women are eventually going to argue and bicker, and you got to remember, it's not to say that these women are just fucking you. That would be different. They all have children with you. So it's not about just you. you going over there to lay dick down every night. It's about, oh, now you got to split your time between fathering the children. And the women are going to say, oh, well, you're only with my children this time, but you're with her children this time. Then you got to think about the relationship. Now you got to spend the time to talk to each woman, conversate with them, ask them about their life, what's going on. But you think I have time for that shit? And the joke is most men in relationships, like, have a hard time doing all this for one woman or one person. So why would I want to do this for six? I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. 
I, I, I enjoy talking, so I'm probably the anomaly because I like to talk and Brittany likes to chat, so it's fine. But <laughs> a lot of men don't like to sit there and listen to what Karen did at work yesterday. They don't give a fuck. So to sit but don't there you think it also messes with the intimacy of the actual relationship that you have with these people? Oh, oh because um, I don't I don't what? actually I don't actually think that you, I, I, I know that there are individuals who say that they have a great relationship with their three girlfriends or their three wives or however many are in this relationship. But I was thinking, but is the intimacy there? Not just like when it comes no, to sex or anything no, like that. I mean, the actual emotional and mental intimacy that you actually have that are close. Those, I feel those like, relationships don't count. No, I mean, the if they're people, polyamorous. The people I'm just who saying, are telling you, the people I don't, who are telling I don't think you that, that they, they have the a same. great relationship. I don't think they're the same. The people, a lot of the people who have mentioned the fact that they're okay with this sister-wife yeah. relationship, those women weren't working. So our whole life, we've seen these A&E interviews of these sister-wife women. It wasn't that it was polyamorous, but they weren't working. No, I know, but the I'm just saying in general. The new school polyamorous is that you have to work. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with I'm you. I'm just saying that I'm I don't think that, that you like, can actually have that level of intimacy with that many people and actually it means something significant. I don't think so personally because I know I can't do it. That's why I said, like, I know I can't. I know I couldn't. I, I feel I as if I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I would have like only a fraction of you when I want all of it. Because I'd be like, well, I can't have and all I of it because you have to split yourself between all, like I don't I couldn't do that. I agree with you. And, and I think I think that a lot of these people like when people think of polyamorous relationships, they think mm -hmm. of one millionaire guy who has four wives and he's financially taking care of them and because he's financially taking care of all the bills they all live in the mansion they all go on vacations they all have access to all the luxury that he doesn't really need to have an emotional connection because he has money right so he can just come in and each girl has a kid by him and he just here's your thousand for the week go shopping here's your thousand for the week go shopping here's your you know go shopping and that's the image people think that 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 is out there Lou Rawls, that, that's out there. Um, there's a comedian that does that. Um, oh, my God. What's his name? Famous black comedian. He does it. Um, D-Way Davis has, has oh, two Oh, okay. This guy, D-Way Davis. So people have done this, but that's not what a polyamorous is. Polyamorous is the idea that nobody is rich. We're working. So what? what I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I just want to state this point. When you have three women who have kids by you, but who are not working, who are who who get who get who get an income of like four thousand dollars every week that they can go shopping with and take care of the kids and go on vacation and have their side man on the side if they want to and get down by the side nigga and then come back and share your old crusty dick, like that is an option that some women will say, Okay, that makes sense. I don't got to work. I can sit at home. We just talked about this, right? I can sit uh -huh. at home. I don't got to work. And all I got to do is share dick because the idea of it is you don't need to have an emotional connection with my kid. You're paying their school bills. You don't need to have an emotional connection with me. You're buying me clothes every week. I don't care. Now, when you're looking at a polyamorous relationship where you have all of these partners, everyone's working, everyone's bringing in money. And these could be a bunch of people who are all managers at a company making 60K. These could be people who are all working in retail, making minimum wage. These could be people who are all making 40K. These people could be all making 80K, depending on what life they want to live. 
but everybody's working, now it changes. Because you don't have a bunch of women who are just like, yo, my life is being paid for. You have women who are going to work, making money, dealing with the stresses of work, dealing with the stresses of real everyday life and making money and having to pay bills and then coming home and then having to deal with six other people before they can get to you. And then having to deal with what they're crying children and a house full of 10, 12 other crying children. And there's no money to luxurize all of this. That's why I think it's not going to work. And I was having this conversation in a group of people talking about if polyamorous relationships will catch on and if Willow could be the catalyst for it. And I said, I don't think this will catch on. I think there will be some people in desperate situations who feel like I can deal with it. But I think the emotional part would not catch on. First of all, I can't see a bunch of men sharing one woman and, and going to work every day. It's not like there's shit. I told you money changes everything. If you get a bunch of men who are just whatless, and you give them one rich woman who's going to feed all their needs, they might do it. What the yeah. hell? They might do it. But if you get a bunch of men who have to go to work every day, bust their ass, and then come home, and then the nanny they want is with John tonight, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And that's why I think I don't think this will catch on. I think Willow, by default, has become a catalyst for it. Mind you, my, if you listen to DM Cool's podcast on Cool Radio, he has a theory about the, the Smiths and all of this. I don't go that deep with it. I just think that Will Smith and Jada Pickett-Smith have raised their kids very free. We can clearly see that. So yeah. Willow doing this doesn't shock me. I just I could have oh, seen does, this a mile away. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't shock, me shock me at all. It doesn't shock me at all. I just know that I can't do that. <laughs> I know I can't. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it if I was one of the mandem. I couldn't do it if I had a bunch of girls. I just, I don't want to deal with the emotional stress of that bullshit. I, and plus, I don't think that this will catch on in real life going forward. I, I can't. I think, I think, I think we like to underestimate how conservative the majority of our society is. There are people who are all yeah, the way conservative, but that. all of us are conservative to a point. Yeah, to a certain there extent. are a lot of people who don't even believe in religion, but will hold up religious values for some apparent reason, right? It's part, yeah. I just, I can't see this really going, I just can't, can't see it. And it's not to say that you could make one city where all of these people live and work, like how they have the Mormons in Utah, because everyone needs jobs, right? So you can't, can't see it, bro. I just, I honestly can't see it. I can't see this. I can't no, see I this agree, going I agree. I agree. See, I can see every year a few people becoming polyamorous, but I can't see the percent getting past 1%. I agree with that. Do you want to wanna hear something funny? Go ahead. People want to cancel Snow White. Well, mainly they want to cancel the prince in Snow White for kissing her without her consent. Even I though... Know. Even though I hate this the only world, way for her to be woken up and to survive the poisoning of the apple that she bit is for her true love to kiss her. I hope COVID washes some of these people out. I really mean that. No, no, like, no joke. Really don't get me that. wrong. There are some fairy tales that are messed up when you read the originals. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, a lot of them messed up. You know what I mean? Like case in point, Sleeping Beauty. Anyone who's read the original, you're like, What? Even The Little Mermaid. You ever read the original The Little Mermaid? No. When you no. read the originals before they became, as I call it, Disney-fied, you're like, this is madness. You're like, what? And it's actually well, quite disturbing. Well, a lot disturbing. of these were pagan stories, right? A right. Lot of them but were what like... I'm saying is they're, 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 they, they, they would be classified today as disturbing because 
like Snow White, she wakes up and has children because the prince has slept with her. Like that's the like the, like that's me very very much sugarcoating what what it's about. Ariel ends up being like from the Little Mermaid. She ends up being like this malicious person who can't have the prince, and then she wants to kill him and like rip his heart out. When you actually go back to when these original tales were written, you're like, this is what I'm reading. You're like, no, you're reading the Disney version, which has been completely well, filled remember, with sunshine these, these and were, lollipops. These were like. These are like tales that were made. Right. In like no, no. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. European that's what I'm trying to say. To right. But that's what I'm children. trying to say. When they used to use these fairy tales to actually inst- to instill fear to make kids obey. Um, and then once they were Disney-fied, they became full of sunshine and lollipops. And they became fun and full of songs and all that kind of stuff. Now, everyone knows the basis of Snow White is that she bites a poison apple. And the only way for her to get woken up is to be kissed by somebody who's her true love, which happens to be the prince. I don't even know how this came about. You're the one who told me that Snow White was getting canceled. I was like, why? I said, what now? What could this ever be? Why can't people just leave yeah, well enough alone? They, they've chosen to cancel her because the it prince didn't work. kisses her. That while, thing died so quickly. As soon as you told asleep. me it died, but that, that whole thing about canceling they, died because like what? I just want people to know. They chose to cancel. They wanted to can- No, they wanted to cancel the Snow White ride at Disney and Snow White in general because of the fact that the prince kisses her while she's asleep. Yeah, but now. she was but she wasn't she was she was in a death sleep. Brittany? There's a difference. She bit a Brittany. poison apple. Brittany. These are the same people that wanted to cancel Pepe Le Pew because they thought that he was sexually harassing the female skunk. Lo and behold, it's actually not a skunk. It's a female, what is it, a raccoon or some other shit or a cat or some it's shit. A cat. It's a female cat who looks like a skunk because of the way it's painted, and that's why she's push, pushing him off. Yeah, because now, he, she with, does, he's a, she, she knows one, he's a skunk, but he doesn't get that she's not like him. These people also are Whatever. taking out Dr. Seuss books that Dr. Seuss has rewritten, or the Dr. Seuss company has rewritten. to make Not even rewritten. They, they, no, they stopped selling them. <laughs> Some of the books actually have so, not been sold for years. Years. So years. let's let's. Some let's, of, so so let's, one let's, of them I've never even heard of because and it Dr. literally Seuss stopped being published. Dr. Seuss has been dead. Dr. Seuss has been dead since what? As long as as long as we've been alive, years. Uh, I can't remember years. when he died, but he's been dead for a very long time. Yes. Very long time. Okay. Very long so time. Some of the books that they want now, to pull aren't even in publication anymore. So I was like, what? Yeah. Like you can now, find now them in they odd want bookstores. To cancel. But... The Little Mermaid. People got it. Not the Little Mermaid. Sorry, no, Snow White. Snow White. Well, they didn't want to cancel the Little Mermaid with the, the with the live action because you know. Yeah, yeah. People, <laughs> people have to understand, man. The, the thing you should be canceling is the fact that Snow White is living with seven dwarfs. That just seems like a battery waiting to happen. But that's just me and my thinking. But you want to cancel Snow White and the seven dwarfs <laughs> because she gets put under a spell after eating the apple, and the only way to wake her is a kiss from the prince. If the nigga didn't kiss her... She'd stay She'd stay in a death-like sleep for the rest of her life. She would for all stay eternity. in a dead-like sleep. You got to remember, back then, it was kiss a prince or kiss a frog or kiss whatever. These were the stories back then. Listen, if we're going to update something in today's society, let's update the Bible and the Quran and all the religious books. That so you have mean update something, that's actually, some, update something that actually impacts people, not a Disney movie, Let's update right? that. Yeah, that's that. the next thing we Here's should the funny thing. Let's update Here's the, the story thing. of Jesus Christ, <laughs> the story of Muhammad. The story. Let's update that shit. Hold on. Here's the thing. Yes, am I all for people understanding consent? Of course. But when it comes to Snow White, it's a fairy tale. Like... Like, there are little girls who thought that if they ate an apple, 
that they would like pass out. <laughs> but here's the thing. The only way to teach consent is to teach your children consent from a young age for them to understand that it's inappropriate. If people are doing certain things to them. Yes. But, but this is a movie. A but man, the, no, but this is a movie. That movie. But a, hold on. Let me, let me get to the point. That's what I'm trying to say. No, no, but that's what I'm going to get to. I was like, if you make your, if you have your children understanding that what they're watching is something that is fictitious and not real, but like, it's fun and lighthearted. You can teach them that they're not going to go around kissing random girls. Don't get me wrong. I've had really small, like male babies look at me and give me eyebrows. Like, what's up? That's because they're babies. <laughs> <laughs> male babies are fart. hilarious I swear to god I have to fart like my body can't even and 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 like it's not like little boys are running around trying to kiss little girls <clears throat> don't get me wrong there are some kids who do do that um, but yes teach your children consent and teach them about themselves and their person and their body but this is like a whole extreme like it's, it's just a cartoon that's all it is. You know, maybe it doesn't, it parents, doesn't, it doesn't need to like, be taken to this level of, I don't even think it's actual people's parents, by the way. I think it's just a bunch of young people trying to nitpick at things that are from over time to make oh, it a big okay. deal. That's what it feels like to me because in all honesty, you know, yes, we don't have any children, but I'm not an idiot. Like, come on. But this is taking it to a whole other level that it doesn't need to be at, like at all. It does, it does not need to be this serious. Honestly, it's crazy. I think I think it's stupid. Not for these people, apparently. But I think it's stupid. It's like, it's it. <laughs> I find that the generation. What is what is the generation after us called again? Because we're millennials. I don't give a fuck. What are they called? Xers. Are they called Xers? They some some of them actually nitpick at things that people have already spoken about well before they were even born because it's already been discussed. But they bring it back up like, oh my god, and it's like, guys, we dealt with this ten years ago. Shut up. Like, this is why I said away. I don't want them to find Chappelle show. Now that you've watched Chappelle show, do you agree? You don't want them to find Chappelle show. They probably already have. I'm pretty sure they did. It. I'm pretty sure that was something that was online. They were talking about Dave Chappelle, and somebody shut them down and was like, "Y'all need so to understand I, that this is before you were born, but you can't keep doing I, this." And then that ended. Like that, that died. I agree with you, but it I was already on a happened. Podcast. Already happened. I was on a podcast with with DM Cool, and these girls were talking about the fact that they hated Boondocks. I don't know how anyone could ever Boondocks, say they hate Boondocks. Boondocks is that a masterpiece. One of the characters, they were saying that one of the characters in Boondocks was a negative representation of black people. That character being Riley. Oh. I had to ask her to say it again. Then I had to look at her and be like, that was the fucking... That was the point. That's Riley what he be was supposed to be. Let's move on, man. You got to move on. You got to move forward. No, no, no. Hold on. You said it. You said it. You said it. You said it. Hold on. Hold on. You're telling me that she did not understand that boondocks ultimately is a satire. So she got mad at something. dropped the new album. No, no, no. Don't do that. So she got mad at something that was already known to be a... She's an idiot. Anyway, you're right. J. Cole dropped an album. Really? No, I'm going to let you get it off your chest. Go you start ahead. your get sentence and then you say nothing? No, get I it off your chest. I, 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 okay, 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 okay. Okay, J. J. Cole <laughs> dropped a new album. I thought you had more to say. I did. J. I'm Cole stopping. dropped a new album. Um, The off-season. You guys already know I'm a J. Cole stan out here. I don't care. People can say what they want. I stand. I stand correctly. Um, 
it was good. I liked it. I like 98 freestyle. I've listened to it twice fully through. One one time I was driving, doing groceries, and I was doing the whole grocery shopping with it on my ears. The other time I was just listening in my room, smoked a little bit, got a little relaxed. J. Cole albums, to me, never hit when I first listened to them. Never. His very first studio album, I absolutely hated Sideline Story when I first heard it. And I was mad because I was coming off of the warm-up and the come-up and Friday Night Lights, and I hated it. Took a couple of months. There's certain tracks I love on it. And this goes for every album. I think um, Forest Hill Drive might have been the only one that I liked the moment I heard it. K.O.D., I did not like the one I heard it. I didn't like K.O.D. for the first year. It was a year after when I went back to songs, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't give it a chance. I had to, you know what I Do mean? Do you so, remember? Um, you remember when K.O.D. dropped? He was gonna. This is this is pre-COVID when KOD dropped. I remember we had bought. I had bought tickets to take you to go see Childish Gambino. And I said, "Yo, do you want? Do you want to see J Cole for KOD?" And you told me no because <laughs> you hated the album. I, I will I, never I forget that. It scrolled across the screen, and we were at Yo. the Childish Gambino concert. And I was like, "Yo, we should get tickets to go for KOD." And you told me no because you were you didn't you like know, the you, album. You know what it is. Now there's certain i feel like there's certain artists that i wanted to see at a certain time like when i was yeah. in high school the tour that i missed out on oh my god was that glow in your dark tour it was mm. kanye west he just dropped graduation it was lupe fiasco i think he was on the cool at that point it was gym class heroes it was Pharrell when he had um the cocaine song, all the girls in the line yes. for the bathroom. I'm messing up that tempo with N.E.R.D. That was the tour I wanted to see. Then I remember when Childish Gambino like was touring um his EP, and I think he was also touring Camp. It was the Camp and the EP days, and he was on tour with an unknown um with an unknown, what's his face? Oh my God, it slipped my mind right now. Oh, shit. I actually don't it's know. It's really slipped my mind. The Chicago rapper. I never really liked him, but Chance people the, love him to death. Chance the Rapper? Chance the Rapper, thank you. He was like an unknown Chance <laughs> the Rapper. I don't even know how right? I figured that out. Chance the Rapper. And that tour, I never got to go to. And I feel like when it came to J. Cole, I'm a J. Cole fan. I, I feel like the tour that I wanted to see was before people even knew who J. Cole was. It was a Friday Night Lights tour that he was mm -hmm. doing. This was before he dropped his first studio album. People knew he was signed by Jay-Z, but that was it. That's the tour I wanted to do. I also wanted to do the, 20, the 20, um, 2014 Forest Hill Drives tour, that one as well. But I will say this. I think what I have to do for J. Cole, I remember one of the first concerts I went to. Um... We uh, we got tickets to go to a Jay Z concert, mm -hmm. and I, I went to a Watch the Throne concert like two years later. But the first concert, it was just Jay Z. This this is this is when Jay Z I think either just dropped the Black album, or I think this is like when he ha was in between the Black album and Kingdom Come, or something mm -hmm. like. Oh, he might have okay. already dropped Kingdom Come actually, but the the concert wasn't about an album. It was a Jay-Z concert. He had a live band and he was playing all of his hits. That was one of the greatest concerts I went to in my life. I know Those once in a awesome. while artists will do that, I where they'll that. just do all the hits. Yeah. I feel like at this point, 
because I still have not been to a J. Cole concert. I would love to go to J. Cole concert. But I feel like at this point, hint, hint, I would have to go to a J. Cole concert. I don't know if this is going to be later in life. I don't know if he'll do this anytime now, but I have to go to a J. Cole concert where he plays all the hits. No, I know. I, I, I cannot go to an album J. Cole concert because it just won't be the same because I'm going to want to hear Lights, Please. I'm good. Like, there's just songs I'm going to want to hear. Yeah. I have to go to a J. Cole concert where it may, it may be in the future. I don't know. Or it may, maybe the next, I don't know. But it has to maybe be Maybe after J. COVID Cole. is like, over. It can't be about an album. Just a J. J. Cole has to be doing a J. Cole concert with all the hits. Or else or else it's like, I'm always going to be feel like I was robbed or something. No, like, I get like that. Like, Kanye, I, I always wanted to see Kanye in concert. I saw him for Watch the Throne, but I feel I like I actually wanted forward, to see Kanye in concert, Kanye but I never concert. got to. I didn't get to. Now, now the I don't want to The only time I would see Kanye in concert, Kanye would literally have to do a concert pre-Kim Kardashian. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to see him at all. Friday everything, Night Lights and going back. Everything before that, I actually I actually did like Kanye at that point. I thought that he was really, really cool. I went to a lot of rock concerts in my day. <laughs> but he was like one artist I actually did really want to see. And then I just, I never got a chance to. Which is actually kind of crappy. I think... I think at this point, for me, the J. Cole has to be a real J. No, Cole. No, I, I know. We're just going to run through I'm only hits. teasing like, you, I about... I have to wait until J. Cole's retired for that. I'm only teasing you about that. KOD just because the fact that the way that you said no, I will never forget that. <laughs> yeah. like, no, bro. It was just funny for like, me. Yeah, I was like, wow, like, no. he really, really doesn't like it. It's just, It was just funny. But the off-season, I would say that... I feel now, like you, now, now, now I would have. Now, now. now That's why now. it's just funny but because back then, that cost was first more gone I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm um, just I would, freestyle is one of the tracks that really stands out to me. Not everybody yeah. really. Um, I think it's good. I think it's really, really good. The man pulled a Charlemagne and said that um, he stopped cheating on his wife six years ago and he's been faithful ever since and niggas should do the same thing. He didn't talk about it at nauseum like Charlemagne does, but he yeah, did mention it. Um, Literally, and I'm like, like even I'm like, yo, bro, like we get it. You've been clean for ten you, years. You, like, you got me on. Gotta, I'm like, I know his life is cheese. Like, you got me on J Cole, and I think the one thing I like about J Cole is that I feel like all of his albums are like stories. That's why I like them. He does do stories. I have like this. Very, I, very like nicely. I. A lot of I rappers like don't do that anymore. I like that even just the because Kendrick it has songs like that I put you on a storytelling. Mm, that's what I'm saying. I I like that just because for me, for some reason, I just take it in a lot better and i actually can understand what's going on i just really like the way that the flow it becomes is like that. cinematic so, yeah that's why i like it because i can envision it so that's when you got me on j calls like this is awesome and now I, and you also got me on kendrick why, and now i'm obsessed with kendrick lamar who releces an album like every this like, is 10 the years. reason why <laughs> i liked for your eyes only and everybody doesn't like it and i like it because the story's on for yeah your i do like for his and yeah, i hope I, like I hope when dm cool listens to this he messages me because that's why i liked it because of the story but everybody hates it right to me the worst yeah. album is probably ironically sideline story for me i know that sounds fucked up because i do like sideline story but i just i never gelled with it but but no i think the album was good um yeah. i already know j cole's gonna soar through the charts i know the way it's gonna be everyone everyone um, is talking about this album i've seen I'm, so many shares of it it's actually pretty awesome to yep, see like yep. across instagram I'm, twitter everywhere it's just like j cole dropped that album people like freaking out i i, I know the overall critique same thing as Eminem, same thing as Nas, same thing as a lot of artists that fall in the same categories that the beats are trash, the beats are trash, J. Cole shouldn't produce his own beats. And to be honest, I agree with you. But 
I don't think the beats are trash, but I think that J. Cole makes very melodic, mundane beats every time. He's stuck. He's one of those artists who's stuck in that phase, that 90s boom bap phase. A lot of people are. I get it. Um, I listen to J. Cole for the lyrics, but I would enjoy um, some more musicality. So Maybe I would agree day. to that. I'm not mad at that critique. Let that critique go out there. But Maybe no, I'm going to enjoy it. I know I'm going to enjoy it. I know I'm really going to enjoy it like a couple of months from now. I got to let it sit for a while, but. So I I have a question for you because you told me about um, something that Drake is a homewrecker. I need you to explain. Okay, so I don't even know the artist's name. She was unknown to this point, but basically, so Drake is working on the Lover Boy. No, 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 no. No. Okay. Okay. I was. I was. already messy enough. It's already messy enough. Drake is a demon. He's a savage. He, um, Drake has really, when Drake first came out with like his persona and hip hop, when he first came out with like, yeah. I'm the playboy, I'm the guy your girl wants to fuck. I didn't really believe it at first. I was kind of just like Drake. Cause Drake was always built. Like he was that guy that was one burger away from being fat, even though he looked skinny. Like he was always that guy. I just never really saw it. And then I, over, over the years, maybe, maybe it's, maybe I think it's the confidence. I think when I first saw him, he looked awkward. I think now he has a lot more confidence, and he he basically like now now I believe the image that Drake is there with a cigar. Listen, ever since I, ever I since he grew a beard and started working out, he's a completely different man, <laughs> like completely. That's it. He calls him. He calls himself the he King Light Skin. That's it. I I understand. Wait, he, he actually calls himself that? Are you serious? Something something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But I think but someone Drake needs to tell me if that's is, true. Drake is a, <laughs> Drake. Drake is a demon. He he is he is he is a demon a demon, so Drake invited a female artist to come and work on the album Lover Boy with him. That's the new album coming out. Waiting for that too, and Kendrick's album. And I'm guessing she was gonna sing vocals on a track, and she was there for a week. And her husband of eight years. Oh, it's her husband. Eight okay. Years. I think uh, I think it's a boyfriend. No 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 no. It is a husband because Relation- it was marriage. Okay. The re- husband. Re- okay. No, it's a husband. It's a husband. Husband. Husband of eight years was messaging her, and I guess he found out that she fucked Drake over the eight day uh, over the the time span they were together, which was like a week or something. Drake flew her out. In my mind, I'm like, if he's flying out your chick, why didn't your chick ask for you to be flown out too, whatever? But whatever. I'm guessing Drake said only her. Savage. Just reminds me of some R. Kelly about the things. I'm not comparing Drake to R. Kelly though. But so long story short, this guy decided to go on Instagram. And I don't know why people do this. Like, if Drake fucked my girl, no offense, I would not go on Instagram and tell the world about it, bro. I would just, I would just leave the situation and be like, "Yo, it is what it is." You, if you want to get smutted out by Drake, okay, I'm cool, and I'm out the door. Let me go live my life outside of this. It sucks if you got kids, if you're married. I understand it's a bit worse, but I would still leave the situation. I'm not gonna go to my family and be like, you know, Drake. Him sharing, but him sharing it did what exactly? He I know that. It, by the way, I know that sounds that terrible when, because I'm like him was, sharing it did what? Because all that he should. I was just gonna say all that really did was yeah. tell people that your that that your wife slept with Drake because that that's all Basically. it did. That's all it did. Which is not a shock to any of us because people sleep with Drake every day. So he he basically came out and exposed the fact that his wife broke up an eight year relationship because she was working on Drake's album and slept with Drake, and then it wasn't really confirmed. But then Drake confirmed on a new song with Nicki Minaj. After he, had a he was called about, like, Artist of the Decade. Yes. Because the, the man had a lyric in the song about 
eight years of marriage, I still fuck her like I'm a like I'm the new boo or something like that. I, was I like, used to listen to the song now. Girl. Not only is not only is that's he Nicki Minaj's new LP. What is it? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Now I need to listen um, to the song just so I can know. I can't right now. But not only is is he fucking your girl, but he's making songs about it. Drake is a demon, bro. I, I, do you think I, I that think he wrote that suck. lyric what's because he because the guy brought it up? Do you think that he wrote that lyric and because the guy exposed it? Of course. You see, did. this is why of he should have kept his mouth shut and kept it in house. Like, but but this don't get me wrong. I think that sucks that his eight year marriage ended. Obviously, like that's terrible. But this is the thing. I feel like he also messed up her career. And what I mean by yeah, that is that, that nobody knows who this woman is. So now we only know of you as the artist who Drake flew out to work on an album, but then you also slept with Drake. So like everyone's going to look at it away. I'll give you an example. Um, yeah. The artist Her. Her came out about, I think it was a couple of months ago. She was talking about how... Um, well, no, that's not what happened. So, okay, you know, you know that Drake song "Jungle." Yes. Remember the song "Jungle." Yes, yes, that's yes, a yes, her yes. song. There's a her song called "Jungle," and Drake mimicked the song. But the way the story goes, Drake was in an interview, and Drake was talking about how basically him and her had slept together before she was famous, right? When when they were creating music together on the low, and she got mad at Drake, and she got mad at him and doesn't talk to him anymore because she said she didn't want that out there. And think about it. We've known her for the past five years. Grammy winner, amazing artist. We've never heard this. But imagine if we heard from the beginning that this amazing yeah. artist fucked Drake. All we would have thought is she got into the industry because she fucked Drake. And yeah. everything that her now stands for as this pivotal, amazing voice who's stylistically different than anything else out there in female urban hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. All I of that would have yeah. went to shame. We would have looked at her as like, she just fucked Drake. But it no, now right. came out. And because she's already established an image, nobody really cares. But for yeah. this girl, her career is open and shut. Because everyone's always going to look at her as like, you got on when you fucked Drake, bro. So no, in a I way, in a way, he did get the ultimate payback. <laughs> he did. He did. He, mind you, he still looks stupid. But I yeah, honestly but think cares. I don't know if anyone's yeah, exactly like I don't know if anyone's really gonna move on her. Another example is Cassie. When Cassie came out and she had that one hit record, and then people realized that she was Diddy's girlfriend. Like that? Yeah. Yes, and people realized that she was Diddy's girlfriend, and Diddy didn't was her career her like die? And then. And then I never heard another song from Cassie was, after that. He was Diddy's girlfriend. Diddy was fucking her from before, and Diddy put her on. And mind you, Diddy's been with her for the past decade, and they recently broke up. But like, yeah, ever she's since married then, and the has moment, like the two moment babies that we found out, like we 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 all thought that she was just signed to Diddy. When yeah, we found out true. that she was Diddy's girlfriend that got put on. Same exact example. Back in the R. Kelly Isley Brothers days, when they were doing those tragic early two thousands, there was that side group JS. They were the girls, people don't remember them. They were the girls that used to sing on the backgrounds and they used to sing for the Isley Brothers and the R. Kelly. They were the backup singers. In the background. She was the girl that was in the um the cheating video when when oh. R. Kelly has her. She's the girl in the video. And oh, they're like, okay. you know, shut up, two men are talking. And that's her. So then what happened is the Isley Brothers presented a group with her and her sister called Cherish. And they had like one or two tracks back in the day. But people realized that she was actually Ron Isley's girlfriend. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. Craig was open shut. I was I gonna say people that. realized that when they came to an award show together. But like, yeah. I was. 
when you mentioned her i actually i actually thought about this little i don't know if you heard about this little mini controversy about her new song called come through featuring chris brown did you oh, hear about the sir? controversy yeah there's a drake song called come through from before but no, I didn't yeah um she had so people were saying how is it that her such a talented artist somebody who with the image and stuff like that could ever work with chris brown Oh, okay. And okay, I'm not gonna lie. I've listened to the song. I actually really like it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I really like it. It make oh, it's a really it's a it's a nice. It's like a slow jam. To change, eh? It's like a slow jam, and this is it's. I don't know if you've heard it. You should listen to. It. I actually I, I heard it, and I was like, that's a good song. And people gotta leave. It's just, it's just when you it's just when you mentioned it, and I thought to myself, wow, like like it's it's interesting to see how there are certain people in entertainment, how people will forever latch on and talk about a situation that they were never a part of. I have said this before. I don't condone what he did, but I also don't know the full story of what happened. People, I'm probably going to get hate for that, but... Well, I think I think she said it, though. She said on Oprah. She said that she hit him first. Yeah. And then she that, was that, hitting him as he was driving. Yeah, and, and then, then that's he when snapped. he snapped. And, and he snapped. And, her, I, yeah. and I understand that. But, like, even with her saying that, we don't know what conversation was said. We don't know what, what she said to him or what he really said to her because no one's ever really going to know that. Only they ever will. And I think it's really interesting that people want to hate him forever, but everyone forgets that Rihanna then worked with him again after that. Just saying. Just saying. People pick and choose what they want to hate when exactly. they want to hate it to fit their argument. You know, how it goes. I know to fit their narrative. It makes sense, but, but the song, the song is good though. The the her song featuring it's actually really good. I, I like it. I think you'd like it. The video is actually really nice too. I gotta hear. It. I gotta hear. It. So after Drake was done messing up this man's life, then he won Decade of the Year. He can got called artist of Drake artist of the decade. But can you you do you know how think think about this for a second though? Once Drake fucks your girl. Or once yeah. you know that Drake has fucked your girl. Yeah. You now have to delete all of your Drake music. Every time a Drake album drops, every time it's Drake Week at the Raptors, every Drake Day at the Raptors, every time like Drake Week, damn. Like OVO Fest. Like every time they talk about Drake or they mention his name, your kids are gonna like Drake music. And you gotta tell them Drake, oh my God, is bro. I, I honestly think he should have kept. He should. I think that he should have kept his business. His business. He should have kept it to himself. He should have shut yeah. up. I don't think that that. But, I don't actually think that was smart because that just nah. It just wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it at all to me. But then we had this one from two weeks ago. So Ebony K Williams, who I actually have no clue who Ebony K Williams is. Me neither. I feel like I'm not gonna lie. Sent me the clip. I feel, and I was like, I feel like a person? lot of. Mind you, I don't know if she's loving hip hop, but I feel like if she was, I, like I still wouldn't know because I had never seen an episode of that show and I never plan exactly, on watching exactly. it. I'm just saying, just in case she's not. But ever since 2010, I feel like there's a lot of these like black celebrities who don't do music, yeah, who don't act, yeah, who don't do comedy. And because they don't do music, act, or do comedy, but I keep seeing their names and hearing their faces. Oh, I said that wrong, but you know what I'm trying to say. I don't know who the hell they are. <laughs> I literally have no clue who the hell these people are. Like, there's like, I didn't know who Nini was for the longest time until I kept seeing her image next to like, um, 
one of the dudes I knew on Love and Hip Hop because he used to be Diddy's producer. And I can't remember his name right now. And I was like, oh, she's on Love and Hip Hop. She's an old stripper or something. And it's just like, mind you, I don't know if Ebony K. Williams is from Love and Hip Hop, but she's one of the many Yo, black she's a lawyer. Names. Okay, you see. I just looked her up. Right? She's Ebony okay, K. So Williams is an American do? lawyer and a television host. She co-hosts a late night talk show, State of the Culture, on Revolt TV. She also co-hosted a talk show on WABC Radio New York City and was a co-host of Fox News Channel's 2017 show, Fox News Specialist. In October of 2020, she was cast in the reality TV show, The Real Housewives of New York City. Oh, so she wow. actually, she okay, had my a point still stands. No, okay, but see, this, 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 one, this one makes me mad though. No, 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 no. You said enough. 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 Let me go in. You said enough. You said enough. This one actually makes me more mad because usually I was coming out You're with so it. Basically mad. just wanted to say Ebony K. Williams is one of the many people who are black that I've heard their name and, and heard about them, but I don't know exactly what the fuck they do. Right, there's a lot she's of. She's the first African no American. The she's the first African American cast member of the Real Housewives of it's New York City. I'm good on that. I'm I good just, on that. I just wanted to finish. That. I, don't, I don't need to know okay. anymore. I don't need to know anymore. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You explained so, it. I'm good. You're so I, I, I angry. You were so impressed. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. For anyone good. who's watching the video, did, did did you guys notice the impressed look on his face when I said that she was a lawyer? And on top of that, the fact that she wasn't actually she's an actual lawyer, and then she was a television host. You were impressed for like. The three seconds that I said so, that, and then all of a sudden it changed. Because the thing, the thing that makes me mad is that like the rest of these love and hip hop chicks, they started off as like a rappers jump off, an athletes jump off, an actor or comedians jump off, or they were like a stripper in the club who a rapper, comedian, actor tweeted about or dated or fucked one time right. and they got famous, or right. De Latoya forever, right? Whichever one. So ex YouTube stars, whatever, but. I've never heard of a woman who actually had a career making real money on television. She's quite successful. Because you're telling me that this woman was a lawyer. I don't think she's successful. I'm not, I'm not debating her success. No, I'm saying, so no, I'm saying she's like woman, successful in her own right, like by herself, like with her so, law degree. So this, this woman was a lawyer. Then what it sounds like is she became a political analyst. I remember hearing about state of the culture. I don't have a that happens phone. a lot. A lot of lawyers they end up it. doing becoming but political I, analysts because of their law background. That makes you know sense. What? You know what? I, I have actually seen this. Remember? Okay. Remember there was that video from like two, three years ago, and it was a bunch of black people on stage, and they were talking about reparations and you know black men versus black women as we usually do. Yeah. And they were talking about like about like their state in. America and it was about all of this police shootings and and like remember remember like T.I. was there and Killer Mike was there and Killer Mike had that famous speech where he basically says that like that like if you don't we don't grow our own food we don't have our own banks we don't have our own grocery stores so until we have that we need to stop talking about revolution because we depend on white people for everything I remember that yeah straight facts yeah and remember how they brought in Candace Owens and Candace Owens and T.I. were going back and forth on it Remember mm -hmm. all that? The woman who was hosting it was her. But I think I didn't even I think make that, that connection. Time, even looking at her I face, I didn't th even. That notice. was that was state of the culture. That was state of the culture. But I think because I remember we we didn't have it right, so we used to huh. see it as like YouTube clips. Yes, but I think yes, at that yes. time, everybody else I knew on the panel was more famous. And I just thought they got some woman to host. I didn't know where they got it from. But so you're telling me this woman went from being a lawyer to mm -hmm. being a political analyst, hosting a late night hosting. show. 
He's hosting on, a show, on, 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 radio. On, on huge networks, to then deciding to go on Real Housewives, what was it, New York? Of Atlanta, New York City. Matter. New York City. So then decide on Real That's Housewives of New York. Member. And we're supposed to clap for that shit, Brittany. It's like, I saw you repeat that shit twice. I, I, I know you're trying to dig me right now. I know. But we are supposed to clap that she's the first black. It's working. <laughs> you're so pissed. Yes. You know, fuck it. Okay. Let's get into what she said. It does not. It matters. Let's get into what she said. It does matter. Okay. It does. So, no, 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 it, it does. doesn't. No, no. I don't need to do this today. Listen, I tried to take a vacation from niggas and niggerdom. <sighs> I I don't oh, even good. follow six buzz anymore. Even that's the good. local ratchet nigga shit, I don't follow anymore. That's good. No, Do no, not no. Bring me back. When there. I saw I that line, myself when I saw the line on her page that said she was on that show, I was like, he's gonna that's hate this. Team. I was like, just wait till I say this. That was good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the way you I, said it, you brought her up so nicely just to shut me down. Eh? I was about to say, yeah. oh, this woman. Okay. I know. I know. Fuck it. Okay, so, so Ebony K. So Williams. Yes. Ebony K. Williams broke up with her man. I don't know who her, her man fiance. is. But I barely know who her fiance. Her so fiance. Broke up, broke up with her fiance. Yeah. Because during quarantine, when quarantine first started, he said he wanted to spend quarantine with his, with his children. children. Or he went to go. He didn't say the whole of quarantine, but she said that he left in the beginning of quarantine to spend time with his children. She said he was gone for... I think she said like two to three months or something at that point. For the now, she said that his children are pre-adults, right? So we don't know if his children are pre-teens in regards mm-hmm. to them being eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We don't know if they're teenagers in regards to thirteen to eighteen, or we don't know if they're young adults in college in regards to twenty-one, twenty-two. I don't know. It sounds like. From what I hear, from what I hear, they're like, they're like from 10 to like 16. Like, that's what I hear, but I don't know if this is true. Regardless, she decided to say she's breaking up with him because he's going over there to spend time with his kids. And can, that's not the way the relationship would go. Can I, he, uh, he should be spending time with her. But can I say her. something? I, that, I, okay, I so no, no, what you, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. So. Just listen to this. So she actually, so four days ago, she was in page six. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because the clip that we heard, like you just explained. So we heard that. So this is, they, they were together for three and a half years and lived together in Tribeca. So what she has here, I quote from the page six article. This is what she said. It's very clear to me now that he felt if he bunkered down here and really lived here and this was like home base, he would literally lose his kids. Uh, which broke my heart. I wouldn't want to come between my man and his children. So I was like, I'll opt out, you know? So he went to Jersey to quarantine and I stayed here and it kind of became apparent to me that we didn't want the same things. So this was now four days ago. That was in page six. And then, um, so then it was kind of like, it's like a confessional that she did. She said, when COVID-19 hit this globe, this man did not see me as family. This man saw his existing children as family. And that's why he went to New Jersey. Okay. Can, do you want me to go? Okay, I'll go first. You go. I'll go first. I'll let you I just want. Let you I just wanted you to hear that part. To um, as, as a man, I don't have children, but as a man, um, as a grown ass man, um, I don't say anything wrong with what he did. Um, 
let's let's I want to bring people back to when COVID first started, because we are now two years into COVID and our mentality has changed. Let's just take it back a little bit. When COVID first started in May 2020 or March 2020, sorry. Some people thought the world was going to end. Yes. Some people, all we saw was people dropping like flies in China, in Italy. Yeah. In Iran, I think it was, before it even really hit North America. Yeah. We were, were hearing about like dying hundreds at an of deaths rate. a year. People were comparing it to like the Black Plague and the Spanish flu and all the other flus. We thought that people were going to die in multiples. If you remember, we were lining up in grocery stores for toilet paper because we thought that we were going to stay in our house forever. So we might as well yeah. have things to shit with. People were people. You got to remember the pan, the, the pandemic that this was when it first happened, the pandemonium that was happening. OK, it was so very intense. I'm not blaming. So if, if I'm him and I've been married to this woman or what is this woman for three years and we live in a condo in Tribeca. OK, perfect. Perfect. Now. I found that I have three other kids or whatever from a past marriage, right? As a parent, I care about my kids more than I care about you. I care about my kids more than I care about my, my past ex-wife. My kids come before all of you. And yeah. I don't understand when people date people that have kids, but then expect them to be more important than the individual that the person has to make sure that they feed every day so they can live. They bathe every day so they don't have hygiene problems. They teach every day so they don't become dumbasses. But you think that you are more important because you dated them at the time or you're married to them. The kids are always going to be more important. I don't understand people don't get this standpoint. If you don't like that, then you shouldn't date people with kids. That's why I don't yeah. do it. That's not why I don't do it, but I just don't do it. But what I'm saying is, He's justified in his thinking. Now he's going over to be with his kids because he doesn't know if he's going to see his kids again. He yeah. doesn't know if he's going to die, if one of his children is going to die. He's not caring about... I understand his ex-wife was there, but they never once said that he was cheating. That was, they, they never, never said, once that said that she they was there. Together. They this never is, said that she was there. Social, they, social media they, never, they never actually oh, they said, never said she was there. there. They never said she was there. They said, well, what if his baby mama is there? That was the thing. And she never even said okay. that he, okay. she was there. Okay. So it's so, possible that she wasn't. So for all we know, he's just there with his kids. So we know so far. And over time, the relationship got stagnant, of course, because, mind you, I'm pretty sure he could have reached out to her and said, hey, I've been with my kids for three months now. You've been alone. You, you of course, Who said he by didn't? yourself. Do you want to? No, no, no. That, that, that's basically what I'm saying. I'm saying we don't yeah. know what to do or not, right? That's basically him saying, like, yo, you want to come over and quarantine with us? And I'm pretty sure her ass, because she seems very self-entitled at this point, was probably like, no, I want to quarantine with you, not the kids. And you have to leave the kids. I'm pretty sure she gave the man an ultimatum and told him in true Tyler Perry fashion, it's me or the kids. You either quarantine with me or you quarantine with the kids. And if you quarantine with the kids or broken up, and as an adult that has children, I would clearly say, well, then fuck you then, because my kids, I don't know if I'm going right. to, I could catch quarantine and die tomorrow. And then, and then imagine I catch quarantine and I'm with you and now my kids can't see me and I'm dying. Imagine, I, I think the thing that like, stood out to me from this statement was the fact that she says, so he went to Jersey to quarantine and I stayed here and it kind of became apparent to me, like her, that we don't want the same things. I remember when you brought this up to me, I said, I said, well, they're his children. I said, what did she think he was going to do? I was like, they're his kids. 
And if you are in a completely different city from your children, especially at the height of when COVID started, you're going to do everything in your power to get as close to your children as possible because you're like, these are my kids. And I understood. Now, the only thing that I said is I said, okay, so if he's going, so now we know he went to Jersey to go be with his kids. So if they're in Tribeca, that means that she's in New York. So she went over to Jersey. My thing was this. If you are in Jersey and you are in a house in Jersey and you have, I don't know how many kids he has. I, I said to you before, well, then why wouldn't, why wouldn't they potentially get a house that's big enough to house all of them so that he can be with his children? Now, at this point, I said, I don't know if the baby's mother is there, but obviously if she is, maybe she has her own home. Maybe he could rent a house to be able to do that whole thing where you're allowed to see your family at, at one point during COVID in the sense of like they're his kids or whatever it is for him to quarantine with them. When she says that it became apparent that they didn't want the same things, she has stated that she wants to be a mother in the future. Isn't that what you want from the person that you have children with? That if something were to happen, they're like, no, I got to go to my children. I would think so. I was going to bring that Isn't up. Isn't that what you Unless, want? Because wouldn't you, I never understand. It's like, if you're with a man and he doesn't take care of his kids, what makes you think he's going to take care of yours? Exactly. But if you're with a man and he's very attentive to his kids, then you would think that he'd be attentive when you guys have Like children. you would think that that'd Listen, be better. This is what the problem is. This whole thing is ego. This whole thing is That's ego. It seems like. And, Mind you, I don't know this woman. She seems yeah. like she makes stupid career moves. But outside of her stupid career moves, I don't know her, right? But what I can say is that, like, I've met a lot of people in my day. Men and women, right? But I wasn't dating niggas. But I met a lot of people in my day who are very about them. Very ethnocentric, very egotistical. Yeah. Very self-centered. Everything is about them. To the point where when you date these people or even become friends with these people... The friendship is about them and their problems. The relationship that you're with is about them and what they're going through. Everything is about them, right? These are the people, especially like when you're younger, like these, these are those people who is just everything is about them. Like when it comes to all celebrations, they need to get the gifts, not you. Like everything is about them. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people who have this ego straight across the board. And especially when you are famous and when you are noted and when you are somebody in society, you have an even larger ego because of that, right? So I think a lot of this was ego. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it, I think that it was it's And the an man chose to of... say, yo, I'm not playing with your ego. I, I think she, she was stupid for even talking about this. Uh, uh, stupidness. Anyway, moving on from Ebony. So I'm sure a lot of you have heard about the exclusive dating app, app, wow, app Raya. I remember when Raya came out. It was mainly made for people I've who were like, heard about Raya. okay, so Raya was at, when it first launched, it was an exclusive dating app that was used for like the super uber rich and famous. Yeah, and you had okay. to be That's approved. That's why I've never heard of it. Yeah. It was on the news, actually. You have to be approved to be out on this app. So it had like celebrities and people who were like really wealthy on it. So now Ryan so now has a, think, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get Hold on. Let me finish. So Ryan started off as this exclusive rich people date, rich people, like having the same, I guess having the same level of some type of wealth, I guess, because yeah. finding someone to date. Okay, fine. Now, Raya, other than having the ex exclusivity of being this dating app, Raya now also has a part of the app, almost like what Bumble did, where now you can network with people who are wealthy. 
So like you can make connections, do networking, business, that kind of thing. So they actually did that part. Like, I don't, the reason I mentioned Bumble is because Bumble did that whole meet friends. So if you wanted to form new friendships, you were able to make a different type of Bumble account, not for dating. And you were able to find people who you had common interests with to be able to like be friends with. So what Raya did is they created a part of the app that can be used to be able to conduct business. So Ben Affleck is on Raya and he matched with this young woman. Uh, and when I say young, I actually mean young. <laughs> She's like 20 something years old. <laughs> um, How old is Ben Affleck now? Like he's, like, he's, he's like in his 50s. And she didn't actually think that she had matched with Ben Affleck. So she unmatched him thinking it was like a fake account. Ben so, this is the part decided, that don't make no sense. Because now that I realize what the app was, wouldn't it be justifiable that Let you would match with Ben Affleck? Let me finish. This whole day is about stripping people. But. So, what was it? Where was I? So, she, 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 she didn't think it was Ben Affleck. She unmatched with him. And Ben Affleck ended up doing something that was very creepy, where he created, like, a video to her. So, like, when you sign up on Raya, it connects your social medias, like, pretty much every other dating app. So, like, your Instagram and your, like, I don't know, your Twitter, whatever it is. And he ended up like sending her like a video message asking her like why she unmatched from him. But also I guess that video proved that he was Ben Affleck. So yeah, this is yeah. the part that got weird. So this girl unmatches or whatever it is. And then she ended up sharing the private messages publicly with everybody talking about the fact that she had matched with Ben Affleck, thought he wasn't him unmatched, and then said he was being creepy by sending the video. So when all this came out, I just rolled my eyes. I said, first off, why are you sharing that? I said, too, so yeah, okay, it was like creepy. I don't, she said she messed up because now she realized, now that everyone has like told her like the fact that she was ridiculous in doing that, she's not ruined her chances, obviously. So when I was looking at this, I just rolled my eyes. But then Chrissy Teigen put out a tweet and she says, I agree celebs shouldn't be making these creepy, desperate video replies on Raya, but it's tacky to release private messages. Yeah, both are wrong. Congrats. I agree with her on this. If you decide to go up on an app that is known for having people who are either exceedingly wealthy or celebrities or whatever it is that they do where they have obtained a certain level of something, like, you know, notoriety. Doesn't that go against and the privacy limits that they have there? Exactly. So she ended up getting kicked off the app, by the way. She got banned from it because they're like, we can't trust you because these images, like she, she actually, I think, released the video, like a clip of the video of him being like, why? That's why people said this is creepy. I understand the creepiness. Like, it's kind of weird that you put, because apparently the, the reply, I didn't actually see it. The reply apparently is very, like, desperate creepy. Like, why wouldn't you kind of, like, want me kind of thing? Um, but she shouldn't have released the Eagle. messages to begin with. Yeah, he's Ben Affleck. He's like, what do you mean you don't like me? But at the same time, she shouldn't have released the yeah, message. He's been getting pussy thrown at him since yes, 19 he was. Yes, the message came off as desperate and creepy, but she did know better. So. Okay. Okay. And then apparently now, now he's understand. back with JLo. Now we're back to Benefer point one, not Benefer 2.0, where he married where he married the other Jennifer, Jennifer Garner, who I actually love. He's back to Benefer version one. <laughs> apparently. Okay. So let me let me let me let me let me let me now that I understand what actually happened here. So yeah. Raya is an app that is exclusively for I'm guessing people in LA and New York and these areas. Just rich people in general. So with, you can be rich in Canada, rich in the yeah, UK, but, Raya. Yeah, but is obviously an app. Yeah, I doubt there's Canadians really on this app. I think I feel like the app is mainly for rich people. You'd be and surprised. Celebrities She's not rich. Think. She's only twenty something years old. How'd she get on the app? 
Isn't she a model? Doesn't she's a model, right? Doesn't she I think money? so, she's but doesn't model, mean she's rich. Just thing. because you're a model doesn't mean you're rich. But she's rich enough, or she's known enough <laughs> to get on the app, is what I mean. So, so this app is obviously for very affluent people, mostly celebrities. Understandable. There's privacy structures on the app where you can't post stuff, and you're I'm pretty, and I, I, you know, you know, and you know what, I could understand why they would create the app because as a celebrity, every time you go outside, people treat you like you're an animal. As yeah. a celebrity, you couldn't be on a regular dating app because every girl and their mama would like you and wait to see what happens. They'd be sending you nudes and a bunch of other crazy shit. As a celebrity, so I get it. So you only feel normal around other celebrities or other people that are in your tax bracket who you feel are not trying to come up and use you. So if you're looking for the, for like the groupies, you're going to go to Tinder as a celebrity. But if you're looking for a real relationship, you're going to go to Raya. And I, I get why they have the privacy things because celebrities celebrities are afraid of calling people because the calls might be recorded. They're afraid of texting people who are non-celebrities because the text might be recorded. So it's like we finally get a chance to be people for once, right? Now, part of that being people is Ben Affleck being a person. So I'm going to jump into this. Ben Aff So she matches Ben Affleck but then unmatches because she doesn't think it's real. And then Ben Affleck sends her a video and a message. I don't know if that's necessarily message. creepy. I feel like I saw the video message. I watched it. It's literally oh, like 10 did. seconds. Ben Affleck, yeah, it's no, it's not creepy. It's 10 seconds. Ben Affleck comes on smiling, trying like a pretty boy. And he comes on, he says her name. He's like, whatever her name is, Michelle. He's like, hi, Michelle. It's Ben. Yes, it's me. It's, it's really me. And then he smiles and then shuts it okay. off. That's the message. Okay. But okay. I feel like because we live in this PC culture, everything is creepy now, right? I think if anything, if that was 10 years ago, that'd be somebody trying to be cute. That's it. Yeah. Like, the, gr the girl messaged him. He went through her pictures. He said, this is something I would like, you know, whatever whatever he wanted to do with her at that point, whether it was a relationship or whatever they were going to do. And then he went to go message her, and she unthinged him. So then he went to her social media and sent her a thing being like, yo, you might not have thought it was me because I'm sure this has happened to him before, right? Yeah. Where girls don't think it's him and they unplug. So he's like, yo, it's me. The message was literally like a 10 second video of the man just, just coming on and identity. being like, hey, Michelle, it's me. He pretty much was just proving that he actually was who he says yeah, he was. I get but that. But like when I heard it was creepy and all of this, I was like, how is this creepy? How I never is watched the message, creepy? but... If if Ben Affleck came on there and said, it's me, you can come give me some pussy or something, yes. All he said was, he literally said hi in an endearing way, and he was just like, said her name, and then he said, it's really me, it's really me, and gave some stupid fruity-ass smile, because he thinks he's, you know, he's trying, he's trying to be the pretty boy, right? And then and at the end of it, he was just like, it's me, and that's it. Like, it was literally 10 seconds. But people in this generation are going to be like, oh, he tried to rape her. It's like, bro, calm the fuck down, okay? Now, I think Ben Affleck was trying to be cute, and I think that she took it upon herself to try to up her fame with it. Because if she, she really wanted to date Ben Affleck, if she really wanted to date and or fuck Ben Affleck, she could have easily just said, okay, let me, let me go back into the app and let's get it done. Let's get it done. But... Let's meet up, let's talk, let's fuck, whatever it was, right? But the moment that she decided to put it out there, the first thing that came to her, what's it called, Generation Z, X, whatever, the first thing that came to her mind was, I can get notice off this. She's already a model. She was probably like an average model. Now I can be a supermodel, right? So she decided to post it, not realizing she cut the limitations of the, of the confidentiality, got kicked off the app. 
Then Chrissy Teigen slimes in and basically says, like, oh, Ben Affleck is also creepy, but that the girl shouldn't be exposing celebrities because we come on this app for the sake of privacy. And it wasn't like he showed you a picture of his dick or something, right? And then the girl decides to go on after and be like, oh, I shouldn't have done this because I could have met Ben Affleck. I think at the time she thought that exposing Ben Affleck was going to be a bigger win. And then when other girls went to her and was like, this wasn't actually creepy. You're an idiot. You could have just dated Ben Affleck. Then she decided to come out with the example of, oh, I messed up. I could have dated Ben Affleck four days later. I think this girl's an idiot. Mine, depends on what she wanted. If she, I think the funny thing is, is it, didn't actually, it didn't actually do anything for her career because now it seems like she can't be trusted. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> that's actually I'm saying, what happened. They're like, you can't be herself. trusted. Like, you can't be trusted because now you're I just think this girl's an idiot. I think... I think if this girl wanted to date and or fuck Ben Affleck, she had the gateway to do it if that was her thing. I I think if she wanted to, um, yeah, I think if she wanted to get to know Ben Affleck, if she wanted to date him or fuck him, it could have worked. If she really wanted to get a come up, it would have seemed better if you were dating Ben Affleck and he had you in his Instagram and in his photos. Or just to be photographed by paparazzi like, in general because it would have been like, who's that girl Ben Affleck? People would have been like, yo. This average model girl that was doing local shoots out here is really big time. Now you got all the designer magazine wanting to pitch you because you're with Ben Affleck on a boat or you're with Ben Affleck downtown L.A. or whatever it is. Or just going to get groceries because you know how it is. They're like, who is that person? What's her name? Find out her information. We need to know who she is. It would have been a whole thing. But whatever. I think it was stupid. Honestly, both. But like, honestly, it's just like I don't think she should have released the messages because that was just stupid. That was just stupid. Did not yeah, work in like, her favor. Did it didn't because it, at first I actually, when you told me about this like a week ago, I thought it was because he was creepy, and then it wasn't until this week. I didn't want to like watch the video because I, I felt on, like watching the video was just adding to her views for it. That's why I wouldn't watch it. Two 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 days ago, I was on Instagram, and the video came up in my um feed, whatever, and that's yeah. when I got to look at. I didn't even know it was the video. It was just a ten second video of Ben Affleck like reaching into his camera and saying like hi it's me he had his shirt on he wasn't i think that people are saying i think that the problem is is that and then i watched it and i was like this is creepy of him just going like yeah it's me it's me i don't know i like whatever i never actually said he was being creepy i was reading a tweet saying that people were saying he was no i know you were i know you all I know is that I highly disagreed with her sharing it because I I actually thought in my head you shared this information then he ran back to J Lo. Because she gets him. Because she gets him. <laughs> like they're both famous. I'm gonna see where that goes. I'm not even. I'm not. I don't even care. Really jump on I it yet. I wanna. No, no. I wanna I see where it goes. But yeah. I just think it's hilarious. But speaking of things that are that are creepy. Mark Zuckerberg wants to launch an Instagram for kids that are 13 years or younger. No, now, this that's is a bad idea. News I have. That's this a bad is, idea. This is all I'm going to say on it. This okay. is all I'm going to say on it. Okay. Um, social media has been proven to cause people anxiety, depression, depression. low self-worth, especially Instagram of all that. Because of the fact that you're on social media and Instagram specifically, and you're constantly viewing people's highlights of their lifestyle. Instagram makes everybody look like they're rich, successful, happy as shit. Yeah. Right? And then you have other people who are not living like that who then feel like, I feel like there's something wrong with me because I don't have these things. And they become insecure and da-da-da-da. And that's why the suicide rate and 
um, the depression rate is high as shit because of Instagram. And the worst part about it is when we were growing older, we were able to grow up off of playing outside and having real relationships and being in a high school environment that wasn't dictated by Instagram, but more by other things of popularity and playing truth or dare or spin the bottle. These kids, their whole self-worth comes from Instagram. We didn't, I can only imagine if we had this back in the day, whoever, whoever did something on Instagram would have been popular. Whoever yeah. made a YouTube video would have been popular. Like it would have been, it would have been crazy. People, people have been trying to do the most twenty four seven, right? So I can only imagine. Now we already know that this is fucked up. People, especially in our generation, the generation right before us, fucked them up altogether. Now you're telling me you want to introduce this to thirteen year olds. You want thirteen year old kids to be bombarded with what? Okay, so if we don't do beauty ads and half naked bitches and you know, fake butts and all that. Are we going to have kids bombarded by toy ads all day long? Because that's going to annoy parents. Because think about it. How many times have you been on Instagram and you see apps that are generating things that you might want, that you might have Googled something else, and then you start looking like, maybe I should buy this, maybe I should buy this. Imagine children with no money constantly. It's like ads for toys. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. If you do an Instagram for 13-year-olds, you can't show the the booty bitches, but you're going to have ads of just toys and magazines and girls and boys toys all day long. That's really what you want. And then on top of that, like... Bro, then then you then you're basically then you're gonna have kids who want phones at a younger age now because it's thirteen and below. So now it's like yo, all my friends are on Instagram. While before they weren't on that till high school. You know what I mean? I'm sure other mm-hmm. parents were like, when you get to high school, you can get social media, right? And then the one that of course is clicking off the radar right now is you're gonna have an Instagram for thirteen year old kids, and this is gonna be a playground for child molesters. Yep, that's all I wanted to say. You can go. On. So my biggest thing is like the, the one thing that I was going to bring up first is like even having full fledged adults whose brains are fully mature, developed and fused together. Even we have issues being on Instagram. Like you mentioned, we grew up in a generation where our version of taking a picture was taking it on film and then hoping that they came out OK once we got them back developed. We were able to go outside and play and we could find our friends by finding all the bikes on the lawn (laughs) and having these adventures and doing all these things and actually interacting with actual people and not being dependent on if someone liked a photo or not or taking down a photo because it didn't get the amount of likes you wanted and reposting it later. To create an Instagram for for children who are 13 and younger, I think is a huge mistake. I think that mentally it is going it's going to mess them up more than society already has because of what what children are bombarded with on a daily basis of imagery. I think that putting them on Instagram is a mistake. I think that for their own mental health and for their actual self-esteem and their self-worth, it should not be on this platform at all. Yes, it will be completely become become a breeding ground for more people to actually try and harm children who are predators yeah. and to be able to give them access for that. And that's another thing that is what, terrifying. Instagram? Like, Can you I... imagine the, the same the same sugar daddies you get in your DMs? Imagine them in the DMs <laughs> of a 13-year-old kid saying, I'm uh... going to buy you the next Barbie princess house. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, what? It's going to become it's going to become a platform where people where people will start realizing that the children potentially could be being groomed, and I think that that is terrifying. So I I know that I know that it is a bad idea because even though I talk about media literacy and understanding social media and being on it, me as a thirty two year old female, 
even I sometimes look at my social media and go, oh, well, that's nice. And then I have to be like, Brittany, stop that. <laughs> I have to remind myself. And it's gotten to the point now where it, my brain automatically does tell me, hey, it's okay. Where I actually have to do that for myself because I have to take breaks from my social media because sometimes you get bombarded with so many things that you just become overwhelmed by it. And it can make you feel like crap. Imagine doing that to a kid who's 12, who's 11, who doesn't even know themselves. Not, not. Now they're being told that they have to own this. They have to dress like that. They have to be a part of this group. It's already enough pressure growing up as is. Why can't we just let children be children? And I just, not, I, honestly, that, it's, just, it's, it's sad though, because he literally wants to make money off the backs of kids who don't even really understand what social media is. Yes, they may no, be able how to use it. They know how to use it and they know how to use it well, but they don't really understand what it is. And it's like, and it's like, yes, in a way you're going to have Pixar and Disney and and Lego putting all their ads up there. But on it doesn't matter. Way, Behind all that fluff is also another way you're still going to have all the old men. Like, it's like, yo, you got to look at it this way, right? And we, we talked about this before, about how kids of this generation or just people of this generation are more impressionable because they're more bombarded by the bullshit. So back mm-hmm. in the day, if you watch the news all day, you might have hated Muslims. Or you watch the news all day, you might have hated black people or whoever they were chastising on the news that week or whatever the case was, right? Yeah. And it didn't affect all of us because we didn't really watch the news. I remember when 9-11 happened, I was 12 years old. And I remember immediately, it was like all of the parents that I knew had something to say about Muslims. But none of the kids did because we didn't watch the media, right? We weren't watching it like that. We put on the TV to watch our cartoons. You see what I'm trying to say? So Yeah. And... Even when I think about today's generation and like we're talking about this in the last episode, today's generation and the whole like um, like going back of feminism where it's like women of this generation are like, I want to be taken care of. I want this. Yeah. I want this because they're because that's what's being promoted on social media yeah. for them. Right. And now you have a whole culture of women who otherwise wouldn't think like this are now thinking like this. And we're looking at the women who are our age that we personally know who make these posts. What about the young 13, 12-year-old girls that are coming up? At least yeah. at least the women that are our age, they got to grow up with girlfriends, Ali McBeal, Zena the Warrior Princess. And it wasn't until in their later 20s that this, this ideal became popular. These kids are 13 growing up with this ideal. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say? So yeah. when you make something 13 and younger now, you're going to be able to influence and manipulate and have these kids internalize images even at a younger age. You've literally taken away childhood now. Yes, that's because why I now said, why these, as you said before, these kids are yeah, you said it. These kids are being bombarded. So now, and if you don't think that 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 the conversations and the fuckery on actual Instagram is not going to spill over to kitty Instagram, of course it will. It will. You're mad. Of course it will. Of it course will. it will. The same is going to spill over. Because kids are going to find a way to get it on there. I'm pretty sure they're going to have some sort of parental thing where you can't post anything with swearing. They'll find a way to get it on there, right? And it's just like, you already have grown people who have been so manipulated by the media and by society that they feel like like they're no longer adequate or they feel like they, they need feel, this. They, they feel, feel like, like less they than. They feel like they have to do the or most. Or they literally wear their... Insec- yeah, or they wear their... Like, I grew up with girls who were very confident, who now I see on Instagram, they wear their insecurities on their chest like every five seconds because it's like the world society has made them this way, right? And I knew them before social media and they were fine people. So, children. It's going to be fucked. 
It's gonna Between be fun. You're you're can... literally going. You literally like imagine having the same dating ideals that they've been pressing on Instagram, and imagine seeing like you know when you were younger and people wanted to get married at recess, and by the following <laughs> yeah. recess they weren't married they were no more. Yeah, they were divorced. Imagine seeing imagine seeing kids at like grade two and three, and you know what I mean it's being like I like you. Well, if you like me, then you need to buy me uh, uh, Skittles. Like it's like it's good. Like what what are we doing? Like what? What are we really doing? No, you're right. I agree. So it's gonna be messed up. But you you shared something that I know nothing about because I don't follow Lizzo. And you said that you were saying that she posted a video or something about her being depressed, and nobody cares about her. Yes. This what what is that about? What is that about? Lizzo posted a video on Instagram where she was crying. I only saw the audio of it. I didn't see the video part of it. Okay. And she was talking about how she's depressed. And she feels like nobody cares for her, and she feels like she's alone in the world, and she feels like she doesn't have any real friends. And when it's time to call on her real celebrity friends or whatever, they're not there. And I brought this up because I feel like a dick. I brought this up because I think it was last week, not last week, but the last time we filmed, I said this to you. Yeah. I said, Lizzo doesn't realize this. But Lizzo is, if you go to the to the high school all-American movie monologue, right? Yeah. Lizzo, and we, we all went to high school, and we all know someone like this. Lizzo is the fat girl who hangs around the popular girls and thinks that she's popular, but really they're laughing at her. Lizzo is the fat guy who hangs around the other cool guys, and they, they make fun of him. And he makes fun of other people. But really, everybody thinks he's a loser. But he thinks he's cool because he hangs around the cool guys. Yeah. That's literally what Lizzo is. And I was saying this in the way that Lizzo acts and the way that she reacts to things, the Um, way she always feels like she has to do the most. And this just proves my point. Because the whole thing was about other celebrities not being there for her and her not having real friends in the industry. Bitch, I said this last week. That Lizzo has become a walking caricature of herself. And other celebrities just use her to add into the caricature, but they laugh behind her back. And then this shot up this week, bro. And then by the end of it, she said that um, that she was going to therapy and she was going to deal with it. And she's been going for a while and she just had a mental breakdown. And she's glad that everybody was here to help her with the, like all of her, her fans, right? But she's made herself into a caricature of herself. Hmm. We, we now see Lizzo as the twerking big two. Like, every yeah. time we see Lizzo on TV, we're expecting her to twerk. She's the twerking big thing. I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, there's been lots of big girls who came before Lizzo who we didn't even see as big girls because we just saw them as what their talent was. Jennifer Hudson was seen as a great songstress. You can go on. But because Lizzo put the fact that she was big out there, which is fine, and because Lizzo started to try to bring the positivity by dressing half naked with her, with her, with her belly skin out, which is fine. And because Lizzo wanted to twerk everywhere, including basketball games with children, which is not that fine, but whatever. Now we know Lizzo as the twerking thing. She's a one-trick pony. Most people don't even know anything about Lizzo's music. Most people don't even know a song. They may know a chorus of a song, but they really don't care. They just know that every time Lizzo comes on television, she's twerking. She's the twerking big girl. Yeah. She's 
become a caricature of herself. I feel I, I feel I feel bad for anybody who's suffering from any form of depression or any form of mental illness where they feel like they're completely alone because that's the worst that's that's the worst feeling and that also can lead to you making really really rash decisions that you shouldn't be. But uh-huh. it's nice to know that she is actually trying to get the help to help herself. But like you said, she's put herself out there when nobody actually takes her seriously and no one actually wants to be her friend because they just don't want to deal with her. And it's not dealing with her because of the fact that she's depressed. It's dealing with her because they find her to be too much because she's always doing the most. And that's actually sad. They look at it as a joke. Yeah, that's yeah. actually sad. That's, that, that's actually quite sad. Hopefully she, hopefully she gets the help that she actually needs and starts to feel better. That's okay. And guys, we 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 reached almost the end. I know this one seems long, but I don't think it is long. But no, we're we, I wanted this, to this is end funny, right? We're almost talking. at the end, but then we're also going to talk about to something off. that is ending. <laughs> exactly. You you beat me to my own segue there. Thank you. But I well, wanted to talk about uh, Ellen DeGeneres' show ending after twenty one years. Is it? It's been on for nineteen seasons, I think. The nineteen seasons. Okay, nineteen yeah. seasons. To be honest, 19. So we're in That's 2020. That's a long time. If we're in 2021. Her show launched in uh, 2001, 2000? No, it would have launched in 2002. 2002? Okay, so 2002. I just, I don't, I'm trying That's to remember. That's a long I feel time. Like, I feel like, I remember to when be the honest, Ellen show, I remember when the Ellen show launched. I remember watching the first episode. 2002 i was in high school i really don't remember ellen at that time like to be honest i wasn't cognizant of who because remember like ellen was also a big star on tv shows before that but i wasn't cognizant of who the hell ellen was i didn't know who ellen was until maybe uh, maybe like oh seven i want to say like end of high school beginning of college that was where i kind of knew who ellen DeGeneres was because i didn't know about any of the old comedic stuff because it was just too old for me but I didn't. I wasn't even aware of her show and who she was until then. To be honest, I think I so. remember when the Ellen show launched. It was very funny. It was very interesting. Long. And I already knew who Ellen was because I watched the TV show that she was on. And then that show ended after she said that she was a lesbian. I think she used to be yeah, on a show, and I just can't. Yeah, it was years later she got. I've heard of the show. I've seen it. I, yeah, I've, I've seen, seen it the in show. like um, documentaries, but I never and actually watched it. I remember that and it was just really funny. It was just really, really funny. And then I think that I, I stopped watching Ellen like years ago, but um, I just re- I just remember every time the music, like I, eventually when the music would play, she would dance and do like dumb stuff. Like she would dance down that like, was the stairs. That was kind of what people knew her for was the dancing. Yeah, the dancing. And then like she would like pretend to like jump over a table. Like it was funny. Like that. I think, I, I think in the very beginning, at the Ellen show, I think it started off as Ellen was like, she was like the bush funny lesbian that will like dance in the crowd and get the crowd to dance, and she couldn't dance, so it was cute. That That's she why was it was funny, dancer. yeah. And she would like dance. That like was this, what it was like about. Hands. And then I, and then I think, and then I think later on, and she always had the Oprah element where she would give away free stuff. That was part yes. of the dancing. But I think I think in the later seasons, when I started to really notice Ellen, is when it, it went it went away from the dancing and it became like very much like if you were famous on the internet, you would go on Ellen and Ellen would help your career. Or it became very much like Ellen became very much an Oprah in the sense where yeah. like she would help because she helped families. She also helped she families. Help families. Help. Yeah, it really. And at at that time, she stopped dancing a little bit and she had the black guy who was a DJ who would Twitch. go and dance now. 
Because the last couple seasons, it was him I would see dancing, not her. Anymore. He actually is he a dancer, which dancing. is funny. So when he would dance, people yeah. were like, he's dancing. <laughs> and he would but, dance um, with like people in the audience. I think Ellen had a great show. I think she had a great run. I, obviously, she's canceling it because of all the rumors about people saying she had a toxic work environment from her, from the people that work in, in the studio to the people that work on the show, which is, the joke is, she always says that she's oblivious to it and i'm like but so many people have said it but it's ellen's choice if she wants to acknowledge it or not either way she is leaving so cancel culture got ellen out the door basically um but she's it ending sucks. it on a high note though because even though the show is ending she's still ending on a high note ellen has become very wealthy from her show ellen's become and she more also wealthy has... and more famous ever before yeah, and she's she still has brand deals and partnerships. Like she's not well, she's people, not really losing. People forget, and I didn't realize this till Charlemagne brought it up. Ellen's really old. Ellen's like in her seventies. Yeah, Ellen's old. It's something like that. It's like Ellen because she though Ellen's because the height of Ellen's career as a comedian was when she was in the eighties, like the early eighties. Yeah. She's in like her seventies. Please look, I'm it, look up. it up. I'm looking. But it I remember up. hearing this like her sixties or seventies. Like she's old. So if Ellen DeGeneres the case, is sixty three years old. Her birthday just hey, passed this January. Okay, so people. Okay, as much as we know, it's because of the cancel culture. I feel like Ellen also doing her retirement package. I feel like from this point yeah. on, I feel like what Ellen might do is I feel like she might take the same lane as Oprah because that seems to be her muse. She might yeah. even join the Oprah network with everybody else because she spends with Oprah. And I feel like she might do the similar thing to Oprah where she has her own interview platform where she yeah. brings on major celebrities to talk one-to-one on like a stage and, and when she feels like it and when she feels like it because that's what oprah does she only does it when she feels like it that's a good move for her that's a good move for her she that. deserved that and i think that um i think they're saying tiffany haddish is going to take over because i haven't been watching but like they say that for the past few episodes this season tiffany's tiffany been haddish on has hosted more episodes than ellen she's hosted she's been on episodes, yeah i've seen like, like the youtube clips yeah, and she is ellen's funny been on. And she is so, she is so think, funny. <laughs> I think she works for it because I think Tiffany Haddish and Ellen Humor, if you take away the race element, they're very much similar. They're very yeah. much two women who are very much like goofy to the extent. Like they're charismatic, yeah. but they're very, very goofy. They're very, yeah. very lovable. Like they're great with children and teens. Yes. Well, she, she hosts that culture. show, Kids Say the Darndest Things, right? Kids Say the Darndest Things. But I think it would be huge. Like if Tiffany Haddish... Mind you, Tiffany Haddish is somebody who has a show already that she does, Kids Say the Darnest Things, which I think is not every day, but it's filmed once a week. But if Tiffany Haddish is ready for that everyday grind, and then she can do movies and stuff outside of that, I think it's a big for her. Tiffany Haddish having her own I show think, daytime, why not? I actually think what's really interesting is that when I started seeing the clips on YouTube of Tiffany Haddish hosting Ellen, I was like, oh, so Ellen picked somebody. Because that's the only real reason that would ever happen. She's hosted like three or four of them already. Yeah, but I think that I think also Ellen and Tiffany Haddish have somewhat of a like a friendship outside of actual TV. And she's been on the episodes where she's also been like a guest on the show. But she's been a guest on the show quite a few times where Ellen will actually like sit back and let Tiffany like roll with all these jokes. It's one after the other where even Ellen can't keep her own composure because she's that funny. And so it's funny to watch it. Yeah, that's why it's funny to watch the reaction because like, there's one clip where she's talking about fat loss and she calls it mucus. And Ellen's like, I'm pretty sure it's not called that. And she's like, it's mucus. But the way she says mucus, you can see that Ellen's face is like twitching because she's like, stop it. That's funny. So she actually found a and, replacement who's similar to her. And I'll it say happens. this, like, 
I think that Ellen and Tiffany, it's a similar humor to like Robin Williams, where it's just like gunshot oh, jokes. Like they're going, yeah. they're going, they're going, they're going, they're going, they're going, and they keep going, right? And I think I didn't even think of that I comparison. Think people, yeah. I think people, it's very similar. I think people yeah. like that. I think, I think, and all three of them are the same thing. Robin Williams did a lot of kid movies. He was very childish in his jokes as well. They're all pretty much the but same. But he can make right? you laugh. Instantly, like it wasn't mm. like he, he he sometimes they look like he was trying and he can make people just literally break out into laughter like that. And Tiffany I actually does is, the same thing. I think this is good for Tiffany. I think when Tiffany first came out, I know a lot of black people didn't like Tiffany because they said that she just does the image of the ghetto black girl, but it's who she is. But they said that yeah. she portrays the image. But like in Girls Trip, I she Tiffany was, Haddish was the whole movie. Yes, and she was so funny. In um the movie with Kevin Hart. Oh, um, I thought she was okay. School days or night school. Night there was school. another movie I that she, she did was... that was funny where she plays that girl's sister and she's an ex-convict. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she was actually, she was funny in that. I can't remember what it's called, but she was she funny was, in that. Whoopi Goldberg played in... her mom. <laughs> her, yep, yep. Her first role was actually um, Keanu, produced by Jordan Peele and them. They were in it too with the, with the, with the cat. She was in Keanu. I actually she see was, Keanu. Um, she was... <laughs> She was like the lesbian set it off chick in Keanu. But to be honest, like, I think Tiffany Haddish has a good career. I think people will always say that she portrays the the stereotypical ghetto image. But I think that she has found a way to take that personality, which is who she are, which who she is, sorry, and mm-hmm. bring it into American homes. And I think that Tiffany Haddish, and I'm saying this comparison now. Yes. I think that Tiffany Haddish... Since Girl Trip, as much as he does all these like sexual, outlandish, crackhead jokes about shit, I think that Tiffany Haddish has slowly become America's sweetheart, and we really haven't seen it. But it's happening. Like from the moment, from the moment she stopped doing movies and she was on Kids Say the Darnest Things, mm-hmm. and then on Ellen, and then she, and then she had Common. I think Tiffany Haddish is really liked by America, and I think that she's become like America's sweetheart in a way, right? Similar yeah. to how an example of this would be Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart back in those days of Soul Play, early two thousands, was only known by black people. And then over time with the social media, with the social media videos and him doing his comedy and and then him paralleling that into movies like Jumanji, he's become America's sweetheart in a way, right? So I think uh, Tiffany Haddish can do it. Yeah, I think she, I think can, she can, do can do it. I think she can do it. Because some, some of the things that even, even just watching clips of her, like just watching her, I watched a, like a two minute clip of her doing that thing about mucus on Ellen and I was dying and it was because of the delivery and the way that she was. It's just, mm. she, she, I knew she, I like, I already knew I said, yo, she's on the show. I'm going to laugh. And I already knew that over something ridiculous. Like she, person... she made something so silly, so funny that it, I didn't think it was silly yeah. anymore. I was like, you're full of crap. What are you talking about? And it was just so, it, it, the audience was dying. They were like, what is happening? <laughs> Eddie Murphy was good at the same thing. And I'm a person yeah. which like, I'm not really a fan of, Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart when they're doing stand-up. I actually don't think they're that funny at all. But when Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart are in movies, when the Tiffany Haddish and Kevin like Hart, when Tiffany, yeah, when 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 they do movies, when 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 Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart are hosting an event like the yeah. Oscars or whatever, when they're Tiffany funny. Haddish and Kevin Hart are doing a talk show, I think they're funny because I think I think they have the charisma for it. Yeah. I don't find the stand-up funny, but I find everything else funny. That's what I was gonna say. I don't think their stand-up is I funny. I find the same thing. I find the same thing with, with Martin Lawrence too. Yeah. Whenever I see Kevin Hart in movies, though, I start laughing. It's just like he's so annoying mm. and I find it funny. 
<laughs> it's just the way that he is. But yeah. He is. We'll He's like, what He's like that guy that you love to hate. Yes. We'll see what happens if like um, this ends up becoming a show thing, if she ends up doing it. And if she does, I think she's going to kill it. She'll have a daytime show. I think other than her, a lot of people aim for daytime Steve television. Harvey on Family Feud. Yeah, Steve Harvey on Family Feud. Wayne Brady has, um, I think, The Price is Right. Steve Harvey on Family Feud. Tiffany is the Haddish. Right. That show is still on? Wow. It's one of those shows. Wayne Brady. I think it's The Price is Right. I think it's The Price. Yeah. Wow. Wayne I Brady's didn't know that the show was still right. on. Steve Harvey is Family Feud. And Tiffany Haddish will. I'm guessing they have to call it The Haddish Show. That's a change we'll it up, see. Right? You can't be I think what's going to be interesting is the fact that a lot of people do aim for daytime television because apparently daytime television Huge is check. like serious money. You're like, wow, I didn't know. You don't got to do from... shit else. Sit there for the rest of your life every year and you know. get a $30 million. I know. We'll see what happens. Uh, and Tiffany's in good hands, man. Yeah, I, I think she'll be fine. Hands. I don't think it's. Is there anything else we didn't talk about this week that happened? No. After three long really. weeks? No. Nothing, hey, we're still in lockdown. Up. Lockdown got extended in Ontario till June 2nd. Who knows when we're ever going to be free? Uh, so That's the only thing that I know. That is it. Okay. And that apparently tomorrow, you know, everyone will be eligible to book if they want their first shot of a vaccine. That's literally all I got. <laughs> I've already booked mine. Mine's, I'm, having, I'm doing my vaccine end of the month, and the next one is. In I get September. to book mine tomorrow. I get to book mine tomorrow. So if I get to book mine tomorrow, that means that mine will also be. In September, if I get to book my right area now. is high risk. Mine's not. <laughs> to be honest, um, yeah, I, I can't wait for life to go back to That's normal. It. I honestly can't wait. For I just want to actually normal. go. It's funny. I, is it weird? I'm excited to go to the movies again. I know that that's crazy. Some yeah, people I are like, "Why for free movies?" I, but it's not just that. I am that. definitely going to the it's movies again. It's not just that. You and I love movies, and I love movies, and I like going to the movies, and I miss and if if. if <laughs> If Rich is listening to this, I miss us all going to the movies. <laughs> I used to yeah. like going with everybody to the movies with like with Nikita too. Like it used to be fun. You know what I mean? I it used to be fun. Movies. I miss the movies. I miss buying outrageously overpriced popcorn and a drink that is far too big. I miss it. It was like an event. I'm a movie yeah. person too, so I definitely understand yeah. what you're saying. It was like I remember event. every time we would go to VIP and I would get that drink. And every time I ordered it, my drink used to be very strong. Mm-hmm. No matter what happened, I always had a great drink. <laughs> they always set you up. You were lucky. They always set you up. <sighs> Good times. Yeah, but that's it. No, that's all I got. I can't. I can't wait for life to get back the way it was before, man. I fuck this shit. But I, to be honest, I know it's not going to fully get back until like even 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 when the whole world is vaccinated. Still, give it two, three years. There's people who have been bankrupt. People say destroyed. people say that it's gonna take it's gonna take a full like not even from now. They're saying it's gonna take two years after now to be able to really start seeing things start to like really go back into motion because of how much recovery has to happen. That can't happen in a year, but we will see. Shit. But guys, we'll see you again in two weeks. I Don't forget. Go ahead. I know, right? Uh, don't forget to like, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, share, subscribe, comment. We do love good comments and we do our best to respond. But if you guys are having a full conversation, we're about that too, because we just like reading it. <laughs> if oh, I you're love listening, the comments. On the British know, right? is coming episode. I know. The I comments on that are comments, fire. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are just listening comments. to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please don't forget to rate the podcast because we, you know, rating it actually very much helps us because <laughs> we really appreciate it. And we will see you guys in the next one. Bye, guys.